So I have this challenge, one look, one day, and it's gonna tie us back to our family heritage. So I wanna highlight Nana. Good idea. And how much she played a huge part in like my upbringing. Do your very best and play this challenge. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back into The Workroom, a podcast dedicated to Project Runway, which is a show that probably has a pool filled with designer tears on the roof somewhere. I am Ernez. I'm Patricia. Yeah. Welcome back, Patricia. So glad to have you on the podcast. Um, back. Yeah. And, uh, and wonderful to have you listeners, too. And, of course, send all of your questions or any gossip or feedback to us at our gmail account in the workroom at gmail.com that is i in the workroom at gmail.com you can also follow us on facebook forward slash the workroom and on instagram at workroom podcast and i have to say that we are getting we are gathering your um your letters and your questions because we're going to have a special episode dedicated to answering them at the end of the season you guys are showing up. Thank you so much for sending in your questions and your feedback. And we actually, so Patricia, I waited for you because we actually did get some corrections from our last episode together um, oh, from Deborah. Thank you so much for writing in. And uh, we mentioned, so there, so straps have been showing up on this season and I think it kind of clouded our memory of I believe it might have been season 15 or the second to last I think season on Lifetime it we remember Brandon so Brandon yeah. Key and uh Brandon we 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 apologize did not win it was Kentaro and his pleats oh. that won that season <laughs> it's just that I think our minds were just cluttered with straps and oh and Deborah brought yeah. up a great point because I think Brandon won most of the challenges that season and then as we all remember completely flopped with this oh. crazy print that he made um yeah it was a pretty underwhelming season for brandon at the end so sorry about that that's um, right i remember now well thank you so much for the correction i yeah, love it yeah yeah it's great um and then uh, a comment that i you know that we we were discussing jackie oh and um, I'm not really sure if we refer to her as having Greek ancestry, but she's not Greek. She she married an Onassis, which is why she's Jackie Kennedy Onassis. So um, if we implied that, um, apologies. Yeah, Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, and, John F. Kennedy. And, and I believe the apology is mine to absorb. I believe I'm the one who made that assertion. Oh, so okay. I apologize. Yeah, yes, yeah. that was me. Yeah, because um, I believe that, okay, it's only because I, I am very versed also in Real Housewives of New York and... <laughs> you know, the, and I'm not. <laughs> we have the Radzewell kind of line of everything anyway. So, um, yes, yes. So, but I think it, it's really fascinating to kind of add that waspy and, uh, or just kind of like there is some waspiness in that corner, but we were talking about this Catholic background that also informs and contextualizes her, her wardrobe. Um, so, Thanks so much for writing in about that and uh, keep on writing. Keep sending your questions. We are, I'm, I'm gathering them and then we'll put them together and then we'll answer them. Unless someone writes in with something crazy, amazing, then I will read it on the podcast ASAP. 
<laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah. If if that is not an invitation, I don't know what that. What I, else? Just <laughs> letting you all know, and Patricia knows this. I love gossip. I love it. I I'm. It just. It is so. You know, and not to wallow in it or or wallow in other people's madness or 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 any trials or tribulations that people are going to. It's just simply that I I, I you know, I I like context. I like. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. interesting things that are happening or even um, things that, you know, just kind of promote understanding of who these people are and what's going on behind the scenes. And I will share anything that I hear as well. So, you know, it's give and take. Uh, <laughs> and then also to write, remind you all, if you're a new listener, we do have cheat sheets that have visuals of all of the looks in runway order. And I will prompt you when that's um, when that's due, when we're at that point of the podcast. And also we will have links in the show notes for our bracket battle update. All right. I think that's it. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into this episode. And uh, we begin at the apartment early in the morning to me, anything before eight is early. So it's seven twenty-three a.m. And um, Chelsea, our dear, our dear Chelsea, is checking in again. And uh, I, I really like Chelsea because she's uh, she's very personable. But but um, she's asking Victoria about how she feels about winning the last challenge and if she thinks it made sense <laughs> to her. And I don't know if she's trying to uh passive aggressively state her opinion that perhaps Victoria didn't deserve to be amongst the top three last week or to win um but Victoria admits she's like listen I know I'm a target now I feel guilty (laughs) for winning so much maybe perhaps a little bit of her also doesn't really understand it but um I mean, yeah, yeah, this is another thing. Whoops. She didn't win. She didn't win the last episode, but she was in the top. So she feels guilty for, I think she's been in the top in every single episode. So even though Jeffrey won last, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's the Cindy Lauper episode. um, She was still in the top two. And, and, and may I say something about that? Um, Please don't, um, I just want to say that I got really annoyed when um, Jeffrey asked for a hug from Cindy Lauper that mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if you remember, but um, Victoria kind of jumped up and said, I want one too. Yeah. And I was like, well, let, let, let Jeffrey have their moment or oh. his moment. <laughs> right. I was sort of like, you already won what you've won everything. So let somebody else have a moment with their childhood idol, you know, I know <laughs> with someone who helped who carried them through hard times. You know you what? Know? Anyway, that's so a good I, point. Because I, Victoria didn't even know the lyrics who, to her most famous song. Still, She's like, who wants I, to have fun? Like the 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 ducks? <laughs> um, uh, the school you. children? It's like, no, girls just want to have fun. She's like, the fun. They they have the fun or whatever. And I mean, it's it's fine. But no, I, I, I think that, you know, that's that's interesting. Um, I I don't think it's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, because I thought the most, the, the funniest thing about that is just Cindy Lauper was like, yeah, yeah, give me a hug. <laughs> I know. Well, she's the best. She she's really amazing. Is the best. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and what do you think about this? So, so Chelsea and Victoria are having this conversation 
Um, I think Dayang is there as well. But the we do we get a talking head where the producers are like, yeah. So who do you think your competition is, and who who do you think your competition in this show are? And she names Jeffrey, Brittany, and Delvin. And the producers go, uh, what about Sergio? And she goes, oh no, not these. <laughs> no, oh, not, oh, of course not. Of course, of course not. not. No, no, not Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I mean I that that I okay it's it is so fascinating that she's just like without question no not not this one but I also think it's interesting that she thinks Delvin is her uh her competition as well um you know it's all relative it's it you know it is what it is and she only named those three and I think it's confirmed that Sergio's getting the shady element or the shady edit here because they asked about him specifically and then they cut to him making breakfast all himself all by himself in the corner because they're like you know all alone making some eggs all right so we go to the runway and giant Carly and miniature Christian hard pose behind the scrim and uh you know someone goes yeah oh it's a dynamic duo and they're just like oh that's that's really adorable but i don't know if you can have a dynamic duo with that large of a delta between the heights i mean carly just makes christian look so diminutive so small um anyway but she comes out wearing a jeffrey colored varsity jacket and i think we've seen this jacket before i'm not really sure but it looked familiar to me and um, but it's not a clue. It's not necessarily a clue to the next challenge, which I'm getting over. I'm 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 through with looking for clues and and what she's wearing, <laughs> okay. or or what her hair looks like. So, um, Chris, they both give the challenge, and they start by talking about understanding who you are is key to becoming a a great and successful designer, and. Essentially, they want them to draw inspiration from their personal history and cultural heritage. And um, they get to make anything that they want, as long as as it's about them and where they've come from culturally, heritage-wise. So an example they used to illustrate it was Alexander Wang's, at that time, I think most recent fashion collection, which was inspired by his family's immigration story, you know, like, you know, whatever that means. Um, so some people are really, really happy about this, but mostly because they get carte blanche in terms of uh, a brief. So they can do evening, they can do casual, whatever. And Victoria is thrilled about this. And I was actually surprised to see who was not so happy, which was, Delvin yeah because he complains about everything and I was like oh this is great so you can just do whatever you want so you don't have to bitch and moan about all the restrictions but apparently you know he can find anything to find a problem with and so we find or I I mean it, it, it again this is this is a look into how Delvin makes but he admits that he needs direction because he yeah. is all over the place and so he's been I guess it's you know it's been good for him to have some type of assignment and he has been flourishing within those assignments even though he has found a reason to complain every single time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the twist here is that it's another one day challenge, which is so difficult because when they're given so much freedom and also are tasked to do something that is psychologically taxing, <laughs> um, you know, they're ramping it up by only giving them one day. So, I mean, to me, it just felt if, ugh. and anyway, and also it ramped up my own anxiety because Shavi, who's on my bracket, was just like, yeah, you know, can I just remind you guys that I don't do well with one day challenges. I think they only had one one day challenge and Shavi completely threw that and got, it was lucky to get through that one. Um, but it's clear to me that he's immediately freaking out. So anyway, um, we also have, let's see here, like a mini ad for Maybelline. I just want to point this out because Christian gives his line about how Maybelline makes something for everyone. So pay attention to Maybelline, 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 no matter what skin tone, no matter what your heritage, no matter what your race. Um, because I, you know, I feel like Maybelline and all these other makeup companies and just, just kind of like off podcast, I've been, um, aware of Fenty's rise in the cosmetics game. And I think if anyone is familiar with Fenty, it's, it's Rihanna's line. But when it came out, all of the beauty YouTubers of color were just losing their minds because they're just like, Oh my God, it's just so great. And I, I'm not a makeup person, but it's interesting to hear like all these other lines are trying to, uh, they're, they're playing catch up and also that they're using this particular challenge to really highlight that you're like, Oh, we make something for everybody. It's just, you know, um, anyway, but Patricia, I don't know. So in terms of this challenge, what would you have? I mean, I don't know if anything came up to mind, but for, but did anything come to mind? And if you could do this challenge, what you would pull from or. Um, I could never, do, I mean, I mean, my goodness, I can't sew. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think this would be really hard for me too. Um, but for very different reasons. So, for example, I mean, the first reason is, oh my God, I have been programmed, <laughs> like literally. Well, not really programmed, but I am so anti-nationalism, any kind of nationalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really allergic to that kind of thing. I'm often very. Um, I'm one of these people who's constantly terrified of getting stuck in one line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this would be hard for me. And I think what I would pull from would be things that would reflect my experiences rather than a cultural heritage. Yeah. Um, so I think I would, this for me would be all about material and assembly more than anything else, because I'm, you know, in the U S um, also as an, an immigrant and mm-hmm. one that immigrated here in my teens, late teens. And so, but I'm also, that's actually a big, big defining factor of this tiny, tiny West, Western European, Southwest European um, area, mm-hmm. you know, so Portugal. So this area has had some of the highest emigration rates in Europe very consistently. Um, so that is something that would be the inspiration probably and then just how to sort of not be centralized yeah 
Um, so I think for me, it would be all about the stitching. I would do things that was like the stitching would have to be like as if it were denim, but not using denim, but mm -hmm. double stitch, strong, strong seams, but something that would also imply inside and outside in mm -hmm. the same way that most, most especially like long-term immigrants like me have very specific relationships to, um, I don't want to say the word authenticity, but you know, like here people look at my passport and like, oh, well, you're not American. Mm -hmm. But if I go outside of the U.S., people are like, well, of course you're American. You've been there most of your life. So there's also this thing of like being on, on the inside, but also on the outside at the same time in more than one place. So for me, it would be all about stitching super strong seams, mm -hmm. but like the infallible as, as close to infallible as possible in terms of seaming. But in terms of how the piece is assembled, it would have to be it would have to look like some of it was inside out and some of it not in certain parts. Mm -hmm. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I mean, cause I feel like, yeah. Okay. Cause I was just thinking of how most of them, or even, you know, even if they give you the brief of think about your heritage or your, your background or your culture background, um, because it, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, it felt like something that is not to me, not exciting enough I mean, if you want to, if you, because part of the prompt is we want you to be true to yourself. Like, who are you? And it's always like, tell us about who you are. And, you know, I, because, because what you described, I, you know, it seems structurally conceptual and would be really interesting to see how you could put that together and definitely something you could not do in a day, but it's still, I don't know, would tell a story and it's not necessarily about like, choosing a I don't know like a fabric that places you geographically um oh it could not be it would be so not that yeah 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 I don't know there was something about this that I you know I felt for them because it, it really is difficult but also you know and I'm and I'm I am very conceptual in how I make and very organic about the things that I do where it mostly is a study of who am I? I mean, that's really pretty much my artwork is like, who am I? I'm just figuring it out. And so it's like, I would just make something with a bunch of transparent fabric. Like I would just get everything that's transparent, just layer it on top of each other. But, um, but I, I had a really, really tough time just putting myself into their shoes. Um, sure. because, you know, I was just like, yeah, no, I, I, I could do something where, you know, some of them, what some of them do, and we'll go into some of their inspirations. Like, for instance, like Shavi, uh, I think going to his great aunt and taking a pretty, um, a pretty compelling story. So Shavi's thing is his great aunt sang or and performed or performed, like, I don't know if she sang or and danced, but she performed at the Cotton Club. And the only reason she was able to do that is because she could pass for white because her father was Cuban. And, and uh, you know, you have, I'm trying to think of, you know, and even um, Chelsea who takes from uh, the educational, her educational background, but she has a strong matriarchal line in her family. And it's almost like you take the, what's what's interesting or what is the most something that you can be something of that that has like inherent value or something that is laudable i would say and then you take that 
thing that was the most laudable in your background or, or the most interesting and then you just kind of inspire from that because I feel like it's easy to throw yourself out of it and to take from someone else in your in your line and think that it is you but it isn't you it's in your family but how is it also you so but it's it's that's so difficult to do yeah 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 and um, I also well I want to ask you a question too but before yeah. I just want to say that I'm so uh, happy and not surprised but just always happy to hear you say that oh like part of what I how I make my artwork um, is asking who am I? Mm-hmm. Because like just earlier in this conversation, I was going to make a joke about Ernest. Why are we friends? I don't watch Housewives. <laughs> I don't watch Housewives. I, I, I said something else, and I was like, oh, not me, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes it's hard to put into words. But I think because a lot of what drives my art making is not. Gosh, I don't even know how. But it's often like, why am I? Which is why mm-hmm. I end up talking about things that people don't think I should be talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, you know, like, um, why are you talking about colonialism? You know, or that kind of thing. It's like, well, <laughs> it's because of why am I, right? It's not necessarily. But I think this is a distinction that you're bringing up. Mm-hmm. Just because that's your cultural he- heritage doesn't mean it's you. Mm-hmm. But that's also why I would have a really hard time because... I consider myself to have multiple, at least at least dual cultural heritages, right, right. and say at least dual because I cannot consider the U.S. as a monolithic cultural heritage. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's sort of inherently a very pluralistic. You know, even if I had never set foot outside of the U.S., if I had been born here, I think I would feel the same. Yeah. But I, I am wondering. I'm wondering how you would tackle. Like, what would you? What would you pull from? Do you yeah, think? Yeah. I mean, you know, the first thing I always go to. I mean, I, I, cause it's so interesting. Like I have a very storied background to my family. And I, I, when I was thinking of this, I, I thought immediately of the most interesting thing that I, that I could come up with, but also because I've been thinking a lot about my family in Louisiana and I've been wanting to do some type of digging or historical thing. That's not, has nothing to do with my work. But um, I also realized that I, I, that's not me. And so, so, so in trying to keep it to who I am, I think what I would have, you know what, I, I really, <laughs> like I probably, I probably would have pulled from or, or drawn out something about um, that relates to psychology or my own psychology because I, um, you know, like I have, I, I, I deal or live with depression and anxiety and I live with a, a particular type of mental or personality disorder that comes from, well, okay, what actually is a physiological thing where my brain and my body are physiologically kind of disconnected, where there's a lag in me feeling something and then, and then being able to understand what just happened. And oh, so, oh. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. <laughs> and so, so there would be some type of, you know, I would incorporate those gaps or, and that's why I wanted to work a lot with transparency to kind of show the body, but have some like, um, like gapping in there in a way that's not like, um, uh, like Dima, we all know, you know, like the famous <laughs> designers on this show who work with those types of gaps, but different sort of like organic layers that deal with this transparency, but 
in certain parts there would be a little bit more opaqueness and a little bit more of that see-throughness but and I and I I imagine the fabrics being very different from one another and I can't think of like a shape or anything or it would it would be something that I would want to be comfortable in or that I would feel um would be a, a really nice thing to look at but you know that's also why I'm not a, a fashion designer. All I can think about is like these are the fabrics that I would use, and this is these are the conceptual um, uh, factors that I would have to put in there, and you know, maybe make a cyanotype and lay on top of it in the sun or something. I don't know. <laughs> I could see you being a print designer and being a fabric designer. I could see you like, yeah, I could see you enjoying that a, yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't have to deal with all the technical bits of it. I can just say, this is what it ought, this is the essence that it needs. And then someone else would make it. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, you know, and and someone I really felt for, and especially with you mentioning just the multidimensionality of everything is Delvin. So, so, uh, so, you know, okay, they leave the runway and they go into the back and they get sketch time with their iPads or whatever. And we we focus on Delvin because Delvin's like, yeah, I you know, I you have to do to be successful in this challenge. You have to know who you are. And he admits he's like, I'm not too clear on that. And of course, I'm I he has an interpretation of knowing who you are. I'm like, OK. And he doesn't know where he, quote unquote, comes from. And we kind of get a little bit of his um history with his father who died when he was really really young and he's from Chicago as his dad according to lore I think he doesn't really know for sure but was affiliated with gangs and um, most likely died from gang violence and as we're getting like this heart-to-heart with Delvin his iPad starts ringing (laughs) and then he, along with everyone else in the room who are contemplating their own identities you know get calls from mostly their moms and, you know, Delvin, Delvin had the, I would say the, to me, it was a tough experience to watch, or it was tough to watch this because he was learning about his, his racial and ethnic background in real time from his mother, like on camera. So Delvin, Delvin's mom calls and um, she tells him, it's like, yeah, no, th- this is, this is who you are racially and, um, in terms of, uh, uh, nationalities, like he's got, um, Cherokee, um, on his grandmother's side. And then his, he, he finds out that his, I think his great grandfather is from Mexico. Is he, so he's Mexican. We don't know necessarily what his racial or his ethnic background is, but he's Mexican. And he also has, um, what she uh, identifies as Creole and black. And um, we can have a whole other show about my opinion about saying that Creoles are not black people, black people. Um, Cause me Creole and black, same thing. <laughs> it's just, it's like a, it's another whole other conversation, but like essentially he's got a lot of stuff back there, but also man, he, he, is thrown off even more by uh, by this by being given a just kind of I, I don't know like a lot of intense and um important information up front i was thinking like so delvin's mom 
why didn't you tell this before? Tell Delvin this before. And, and how is this only coming out now? Is this true? Or what is your relationship? Like I had so many questions, but essentially it's like Delvin's all over the place and has so many, so many choices. And, um, I just, I just, I immediately felt for him because, you know, y'all know how I feel about Delvin. I don't have much patience, but yeah. Yeah. And at the core of this to me, for me, it was heartbreaking. It's like, um, I don't mean to be dramatic. I really don't, but I'm just trying to like be real and just Mm -hmm. acknowledge reality and that it's like, here's someone dealing with some pretty serious historical trauma kind of on television. And I was like, oh God, I, you know send hashtag sending hugs i know i mostly dislike I, you but I, you know hugs yeah but what, that that has nothing for me my just my dislike for him rolling his eyes at chelsea and saying oh that's patchwork We're not, that's never mm-hmm. gonna go you know he made that comment at that when uh chelsea made those pants that carly loved you know he's kind of, he can be very negative right but for me, my, my dislike for those behaviors is independent of how difficult um, that moment must yeah. have been. Yeah, definitely. So, and also it's like, I, I don't know, it just seemed like something someone should be able to handle not on national television yeah. or have the opportunity to handle not on national television or at least have the option mm-hmm. um, to say, like, I don't know. Yeah. It just made me feel like fear and I didn't like that feeling. Yeah, no, same, same. Because, I mean, in contrast, we have some other designers who are getting quite practical information from their parents. Who, who <laughs> For instance, like Marquise, who's mixing his um, Louisiana and Oakland, California background. Uh, and I'm just guessing that's where he's talking to his, um, who I'm guessing are his mom and dad. And they're, and I'm just guessing that someone's from Oakland and someone's from some part of Louisiana. And his mom goes, well, you know, Quilton runs in the family. And I'm just like, practical. And then we have Sergio, who's on the phone with both of his parents. And they're just like, mijo, algodon. Like, we, are, there's cotton on our family. It's like, okay, practical, <laughs> practical. So it's like, it's kind of, you're, 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 you're kind of seeing where people could go with these, okay, um, these associations or these affiliations that have to do with textiles and fabrics and things like that. Um, there, then we also have Victoria on the phone with her husband, who is obviously obsessed with Moldovian women. And he's like, your heritage is being from a country with hot women. So can I just say, can I just say what a dud? I mean... Like I was like, what? Really? Really? That is your heritage, Victoria. You come from a place where the ladies are dressed up all the time, but most importantly, they're hot. <laughs> I mean... Okay. Yeah, no, it was just like the least helpful. But he was like, oh, no, you're so cute. You're so cute. But, you know, that's, you know, I'm not going to say or whatever. Victoria probably has an amazing husband and she misses him. And um, we also have... This amazing interaction with between Nancy, who's on your bracket, and her sister Rosa. What did you think about this? I loved it. <laughs> I mean, it was played for comedy, and I, I, I was like, oh man, in real time, I'd be so annoyed with Rosa. So... I mean, and Nancy's like freaking out. What do I do? And then her sister's like, oh yeah, pasta, amore, <laughs> tomatoes, anything pizza, anything you can <laughs> And then Nancy's like, but this is fashion. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Magenta tomatoes is like, no, you're not. 
helping me at all. She's like, passion, um, uh, vines, greats, blue sunsets, Venice, arts. And it's like, oh, no, <laughs> Coliseum. I don't know. Is that in Italy? Because Nancy's background, I think, is Italian and I want to say uh, either Scottish or Irish. I can't remember. Scottish is Jeffrey. Okay, yes. Let's go to Jeffrey. Oh, that okay. That was also my favorite because <laughs> I love everything Jeffrey said to describe his family. My father was in the Vietnam War. My the my you know my grandfather was in the other wars, and then basically my family's history is killing. So I'm gonna make something dark because it'll be cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like mom, mom. Guess what? Like I won, I won the Sydney Lauper Challenge. I can't hear you. It's a really bad connection. It's like, I know, I know, I know. Just get over it. Go over it. Like, I want to discuss, like, all the murder that our family has done. Like, and also that I once in Elopper is like, um, can you talk to somebody who can fix our connection? Oh, my God. Did you notice how, how Jeffrey is moving the iPad or the tablet by mere millimeters? <laughs> like, no, Jeffrey. Get up, walk across the room, go outside. <laughs> because no. he's so excited. He's like, Mom, Mom, I'm so excited to see you. Oh, this happened. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it was so, it was such a downer. But also, I could tell how annoying his mom is. And he turns a, the color of an actual beat. I'm like, poor Jeffrey. But no, he stood there. He probably had to sit there. Like, he's just not going to walk around the workroom. And, and you know what? I... Maybe this says more about me, but I thought that the technical issues were probably on the mom's side and that Jeffrey was um, fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why Jeffrey yeah. was shooting by a millimeter because he's like, ah, oh, sure. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think she muted herself or Jeffrey and just, you know, but um, we also have Dai Young on the phone with her mother, who she hasn't seen, she says, in two years. And Dai Young, I think, is starting the uh the pool of tears that is housed on the roof deck of the workroom um it it, it was so i'm making fun but i really really loved this interaction because we learned that da young had a pretty nomadic life growing up at a very early age and independently because yeah. i think i heard her right she said after elementary school then she studied abroad forever went to india very very international soul yeah so um yeah yeah i mean it so it, that was really nice to see but also especially in this idea of you know she's trying to think of who is she where is she from because she has had such a, a an international education you know she was going to these places and learning here and i i want to know how many languages da young speaks i'm pretty sure it's 10 or right. something um and how that can do a number on you so i mean in terms of who you are and where you're from and and feeling identified with where you were born perhaps or where your yeah. parents are so yeah and how you see the world i just want to jump in and say that as somebody who has friends who have korean moms mm -hmm. i just want to say this mom seems so chill so because the chill. mom said something like the mom said something like don't try too hard do just enough you know what which is such an such an expression of love to your kid you yeah. know like yeah. i i was just like oh wow this mom is really chill and how nice yeah and no probably probably knows Young really well be, i mean of course she I mean, she's the mother but pays attention because she 
didn't I don't know if Diane told her about her illness and have in passing out and and getting so sick in the first couple of episodes but maybe maybe the mom knows she's like listen you're a perfectionist when you get into these types of environments you try to do everything completely right you know don't like take care of yourself you know just she seemed very very supportive I love that and I also I don't think anything that was super practical of course but I don't think she said anything beyond like I love you take care of yourself um and I and I'm I feel like that was practical in a in a in a process way. Like I think Diane really needed that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, who have we missed? We we skipped over Brittany. Uh, Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea. And she has the cutest squeal when her mom uh, appears on her iPad. I just love that. And yeah. we learned from her that. Her, her Nana raised her. I think she calls her her Nana. Or I just put that in my notes because that's yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, her Nana raised her, and um, she's inspired by her long line of of women in her family as who are educators, and um, they're talking about that, which I just, you know, I just love that interaction. I thought it was really, really wonderful. And we had Brittany and yeah. her mom. What were you gonna say? Yeah. Oh, about Chelsea, one thing was immediately obvious to me. I mean, I've been a fan of Chelsea's eyewear since episode oh one. Oh, gosh. But I'm thinking, oh, so looking at the mom on the little tablet, I'm like, oh, so the mom also has cool eyewear. And they're all teachers. I'm like, yeah. Oh, trend here. You know what? Because I've been eyeing her glasses because I was like, what you do, which is so smart, is you find a shape that works for you and you just get it in all the colors and all the versions that's what I've been thinking just in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pull one of those. Um, yeah, no, I forgot about her mom's glasses. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're both it so was cute. Super, super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to mood. So we end up in mood. We meet up with Christian Siriano again. And for this challenge, they get $300. They, uh, I mean, the budget for these challenges are up there. Um, I think this might be the second to most money that they've gotten this season. But the only thing is, I guess since they're down to the number that they are, I think they're down to 10 now, they get 30 minutes. Um, so more money and less time. So, uh, yeah, this was, I actually wrote a lot of notes for this moment in mood. Did, you know, I let's, let's start with, Marquise, I, I, I want to start with it. I mentioned it to you before, but he did something that annoyed me up front. And then I mm. thought about it again. I'm like, actually, no, that's super smart because his mother mentions that quilting runs in her background. And he just goes, where is a quilted fabric section? And I was like, Marquise, quilt your own fabric. Lean into the mm. essence of this of this challenge. And, you know, you know, I don't know, just just. Just uh, absorb the spirit of your of your ancestors and, and and be inspired by something around you. I don't know, but actually, I thought I'll, I've never I never would even think that mood would have pre quilted fabric, but they did because it's mood, and it saves a lot of time. And yeah. yeah, it was just probably the best solution to that thing. I think so too. Yeah. Um, we see a sketch from Victoria. And it looks like a superwoman outfit already to me. I don't know if you had any thoughts or feelings about 
Victoria. She has an interaction with Christian who tries to talk her out of getting this blue passive aggressively. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I felt very blah. I was like, what? What's going on? What? Like, I, confused. Yeah. Because I, I think the most interesting part about this is we do get photos of her family back in um, uh, when uh, it was a part the of Soviet, the Soviet yeah. Union. Yeah. And I wrote down every family member's names because her mom's name is Svetlana. And then I think her a grandfather and a grandfather are Vlad and Raisa or Raisa. And I just I just love these photos anyway, because they also have strong features because Victoria looks just like her mother. If that is Victoria in that in that shot um, with her mother. Um, but yeah, but she was saying how they were very into fashion. She wants to do something that would make her mother's jaw drop, essentially. Yeah, in honor how how everybody always dressed up, dressed, yeah. dressed up, which is, um, well, something that people who go through hardship take a lot of pride in doing and don't take for granted, right? Yeah. If you ask someone, yeah. So just looking clean is very important, right? Looking mm-hmm. put together is a big coping mechanism for um, when people have to struggle in that way. So I, I respected that about... Um, Victoria's idea and approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't see why that color was important. I was pretty disappointed by that color because we have Christian Sirana come over and goes, "Il Moldova, they wear this blue," and <laughs> and, it, and editors are like, <laughs> "Roll the tape," and so we see the same image that we've been seeing of her portfolio and she's got five ladies dressed all in the same color and it's the same color blue that she's walking around mood with being like do you have this but in like the type of stretch and wet that I need and you know I I just am so disappointed that she's repeating that and not pushing herself to do something different than what we've seen I'm pretty sure they haven't seen this type of blue but we as viewers have been seeing it and I'm just like, I'm just a little tired of her pulling out, um, you know, old stuff. So because she, clearly she's capable. She's a fast sewer. She's a really good sewer. So I'm like, it's not as if you can't veer off a little bit and and play. So, yeah, yeah. If if she wins this season, <laughs> if she wins, oh my God. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to the all stars with her and Sebastian. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, if there were only like a lifetime Bravo crossover All Star season, that would be amazing. They've done it before. So, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. From the first few seasons, because um, I don't think they started All Stars until they went to Lifetime, <laughs> and they had um, people from the Bravo seasons um, on All Stars. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what do you think about Christian? in mood this time it seemed to me that everyone was running away from him including chelsea what do i think about feathers don't forget your feathers (laughs) (laughs) um i think christian was just being christian Mm -hmm. i think he was trying to be helpful and keep everybody kind of moving but i don't know i didn't think too much of it what did you think did you think something was off yeah i mean i you know i think everyone has come up with their own strategies to deal with however they feel about christian and what and and trying to get down what it is that they need to do um and again like bringing up last 
uh, episode where he <laughs> he kind of um, caused a ruckus two minutes from line time because he looked at the um, Team Chaos's print and was like, no, this this print is terrible. They ended up getting an amazing print. They ended up doing that. But I think it can be stressful because he it he doesn't care if it's there if there's five seconds on the clock he will tell you he hates everything in your basket and make you feel feel awful about it you know i think he can't help but keep his or you know to i mean okay for me that's why i would employ him earlier on in mood just you know when i have 15 minutes left because you know he's gonna cock his head to the right and then look at you sideways literally um so yeah yeah that's just something that that that's out for me. Uh, Delvin stood out for me too. And um, yeah, I think he's sort of just treading in the pond of, of identity <laughs> and self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he, you know, I, I, I think he is really trying to figure out how to deal with something that he's just learned you know, and it's it's not as if these are things about himself that he's lived with or really can identify with. Like, wh- what what does it mean to have a grandfather from Mexico? You don't know. Mm. You just found out. And what does it mean to have Cherokee in your background? You don't know. But at the same time, it's like, that's OK. But, you know, it's it really is a lot to deal with. Um, yeah, and I wonder, is this something that could be solved through texture, through multiple colors, mm-hmm. multiple textures, um, based on weather, you know, weather patterns? Oh. Uh, no, I thought that might be uh, something that could unify multiple things, like through feeling. Yeah. But I think I think that Delvin was feeling something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, so he talks a little bit of it through with Christian where he's trying to and this is the thing I'm 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 going to go easy on Delvin and how he talks about himself and his background because I feel like there's a little bit of internalized self-hatred in how he speaks about his about his upbringing where he's from um gone into that about how he talks about being from the south side of Chicago and really not really seeing anything redeemable but I think right. you know there is this bit of like I'm going to take the luck side of my heritage and combine it with the French Creole side of my heritage. And, I, and I'm thinking of that as Lux being the, you know, if, if we want to take it out to like, let's, let's put some sociolo- sociological talk on that. Um, and, and let's, let's unpack what you mean by Lux. And do you mean white? Do you mean yeah. colonizers? Do you mean also enslavers? Because there's a whole yeah. bunch of history, complicated history just packed in to what's, you know, I, I'm just, um, I'm assuming that his, his family is from the South some somewhere, you know, especially if you have all this mixture, like my family has a lot of this mixture as well. And, but there's just something that I've been, uh, something about how he speaks about it. And I think this is just sort of how he's done the learning on his own and how he's coming up with that by himself. And so yeah. this is sort of the challenge where it's just like, it is, it is uh, showing that he's kind of like, at a at a loss or uh out of his own depth i would say sure. so well, he used that word right he said he used the word death death yeah didn't he say that or, or 
um, death of something or, or loss. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Of identity or something like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, even well, you mean around his father? Around not knowing who, like, more about who he is and around yeah. just finding out that he has Hispanic heritage also. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I also think, you know, we live in a world where lots of children, and, and you know, for many reasons and from different backgrounds, are raised by single moms and who have, you know, dads who have who are gone or who have been, you know, who have passed from just not choice, right? From having to make choices in life that are not really choices; they're sort of pushed into things. Yeah. So, I think that probably. Okay, I don't know, but I'm just thinking that maybe this was also hard for Delvin to reconcile maybe the image of who he wants to be with the image of um, his lineage. Mm-hmm. Even though I think, well, it doesn't have to be reconciled. Like, you are you. Like, yeah. you like you can be who you choose to be, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll talk more about Delvin as we go on. Um but yeah, so we we finally get to the end of this time at Mood, which was pretty harried. Like a lot of people just running around. Um, no one was in line with one minute left, apparently. Um, Chelsea almost died at the counter. She just like <laughs> fell back for some reason. Um, Delvin checked in on her and was like, don't you die. And then we have Swatch splayed out on the ground. And I would <laughs> like to think that Swatch was thinking, but Delvin, what about me? <laughs> Don't you care about me? You guys are just stomping all around my house. <laughs> no one cares. You just take what you need and you leave. So anyway. Right? <laughs> Watch wasn't having any of it. No, no. All right. Let's go back to the workroom. Dayang is sick again. Again. Yeah. And yeah. she's got a scarf wrapped around her around her face because she's she's probably got the full bone flu or something. She's got a fever. Um, but yeah, okay, so we're finally getting into their fabrics and learning a little bit more about people's and sources of inspiration and where they're coming from. And I feel like we had some answers, some questions answered as far as like Nancy goes, for instance, because they had that, you know, semi useless but hilarious conversation with her sister. And Nancy's like, listen, I grew up suburban. Fashion was not really a thing. So I'm making something only in knits that I would have worn back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just I, I like that. Yeah, I love that. Just 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 do you, Nancy. Um so oh yeah, no, I wrote I wrote in this because I think Sergio only talks to people so he can talk next I don't know if that's fair (laughs) because we know a little bit about this with Nancy because I think Sergio asked her a question or whatever and of course Nancy's like yeah so what are you doing and he talks about how he's using his grandfather's cotton farm as inspiration and he's making evening wear like always and he is also and 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 incorporating the names of six children who were who died in custody at the at our southern border, um, the southern U.S. border. And so um, he's using the colors white for their innocence 
and red for blood. And then he's embroidering their names on the hem in red thread because Sergio wants to save the world. <sighs> um, oh, no, he's a designer who wants to change humanity. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. He wants to. I think he actually said save. No, no, I wrote that because I'm, I'm being a, an asshole. <laughs> I wrote my notes like Sergio wants to save everyone. Um, I don't think you are. I think I think it's a valid criticism. You know, because the thing is, I okay, we have the example of Alexander Wang up top, mm. and the example from the Wang collection was his personal uh, story. Um, around immigration it was his family's immigration story and what I'm seeing here is that Sergio is starting to generalize about the the immigration story as if it is something that's a like I shouldn't say like something that like it is a monolith but he's he's okay he's doing something where he's taking the brief outside of himself and like I really wish that he would have just stayed with Cotton and gone from there at least he had a textile to start from you know, that's, that's pretty solid, but I feel like we don't really know anything about Sergio and I'm trying to see things through Nancy's eyes because she's so respectful of everyone else's process. But yeah. for me, it's just like, I, 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 it is a pet peeve of mine when people use a collective we, when they're talking about something that is personal to them, as if they're teaching us something or as if they're assuming that we all agree or if they're assuming as if we don't know or if we don't care as well and if we are all ignorant. <laughs> and so, um, that, I'm, yeah, that's sort of my pet peeve about Sergio's um, concept to what he's working on because his political message is, is, is very, very didactic and condescending. I also think that to um, make a garment about his heritage out of cotton mm -hmm. also has a history there. And it was sort of like, I don't know, like his family, uh, he comes from a, a lineage of cotton farmers, mm -hmm. right? But where, you know, yeah. we don't really know where, but, you know, in the U.S., the cotton industry has a very specific history that is very oppressive. Yeah. So it's sort of like, he kind of doesn't see that, meaning the material to him doesn't um, bring that up. It's just sort of the me, me, me narrative. Yeah. So, so that, of course, that's frustrating. And that's why I don't think you're being, you know, negative. I think you're frustrated with a, a mood, a, mo yeah. a pervasive mood of superiority that's very difficult stomach at least for me okay superiority uh. yes that is i feel like that's a key word <laughs> i've been thinking of because you know and i i made a lot and that's why i wrote my notes i'm like we don't know anything about sergio because i want to know where was his cotton farm and also what was what is the history of that how do you guys still have a cotton farm where in mexico is it and is there certain is there something about the process of making the fabrics or the garments or, you know, there's so many other things that you can take from that. If you're, especially if you're a designer and you are very interested in environmental issues. And um, I believe that cotton is very environmentally taxing as well. Like it's a, it's a crop that's not so great for, 
for the soil. I don't, I don't really, but even, even that you have an anchor in something that is so close to what you're doing now. And you have an excuse to use that as something that's more personalized in it than it necessarily would have. But also you're cotton, you know, uh, yeah, the fabric of our lives, our lives. Yeah. It's so common and it's so ubiquitous. How are you going to make that special? You can spend your time figuring that out and, and how great is it that you can use this as a way of mining into your own personal history through cotton and not tied. You know, I'm assuming that it's not tied to our slave trade, but maybe it is, <laughs> you know? Well, that's I the thing. If you're a political designer, yeah. you know, you unpack that stuff. And unpack it. Ask some questions, write some notes down and learn some stuff about yourself. Yeah, and, and by the way, Sage's parents seemed really nice and sweet, and Sergio did describe um, his parents as humble, humble working class yeah. uh, cotton farmers. So it's sort of like, okay, well, where did the humble go? Where did the humble go? <laughs> <sighs> you know what? Usually it works that way. If you're super, I don't know. They're, maybe they're just way too supportive, and then they spawned Sergio. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, more to say about that, but you know, let's and let's go to to. Can I Jeff. say something? Yeah, go ahead. Can I say something? Yeah. In just, yes, you can. I want to add another perspective. As much as serves you annoys me and you, mm-hmm. I think that, and I often wonder. I have often wondered the season if if his um what's the word that means lack of someone who's unlikable so his unlikability mm-hmm. is really out of this pressure to succeed um to sort of make up for um some loss in the past that the family has had or just to make up for something to restore some kind of dignity that um Sergio feels his family didn't get didn't have and and just to restore the dignity that people who by the way are called border crossers i mean mm-hmm. hello i mean europeans cross the border not people from mexico you know mm-hmm. so it's to restore dignity to that whole thing so part of me i want to not be too harsh on him and sort of think about perhaps this is all this unlikability factor is really coming from mm-hmm. a place personal pressure like someone really pressuring themselves to succeed to do good in the world and yeah. to and to just feel good about themselves, right? And mm-hmm. and live with all these contradictions that have been shoved, all these geopolitical, geographic, all kinds of contradictions and just injustices that have been impressed upon his heritage and probably his relatives. Yeah, yeah. So, so ugh, as, as put off as I am by his personality, I also try to leave room to just maybe we can maybe someday Sergio can accept all of that and be likable. <laughs> Man, I just wish that he were on your bracket and not mine. Cause I feel like that's what I did when I was choosing. I was like, mm, let me give Sergio some room. And now I'm totally over it, <laughs> but he's on my Ernest? bracket. Okay. But Ernest, look at it this way. Uh... A, you're winning. <laughs> B, you did not get, I saved everybody from Tyler. <laughs> Apparently I'm just going to pick the most, <laughs> the most awful person. And that's that. So there you go. Yeah. There's always Tyler. <laughs> like Tyler, Jeffrey, Tyler, Jeffrey. I'm going to go for the underdog. Yeah. Good job, Patricia. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, and we have, you know, even Jeffrey, who I'm surprised is pulling inspiration from his father, who is at the core of a lot of his pain, you know. Um, but I think he's making light of it as well, which which is a way of going about it, you know, to think about Jeffrey. He has warned us all. He is sometimes a girl who likes to have fun. Exactly. <laughs> and obviously has a sense of humor. Love it. All right. Uh, so Christian comes in time for critique and uh you know the there is there are no rows and rows of fabric for them to hide from him this time so he starts off with Dae Young and Dae Young takes her scarf off and I'm just like put that back on you can talk to him through that scarf because you were just carrying a bunch of viruses we don't know what you have Dae Young this is like the second time you've been sick anyway so <laughs> And also people in 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 my life have been ill. Like I was sick at the beginning of the year and everyone I've talked to, everyone knows it's just a, it's going around. So, you know, maybe Dae Young is like patient zero or something because whatever. And anyway, so we find out a little bit about her inspiration and she shares that her grandfather was a war prisoner when North Korea and she says broke the wall. But I wonder if she meant built the wall but um, when North Korea divided or when the Koreas divided, like her her grandfather was in the north and was taken into prison and her grandmother escaped to the south. And she essentially is 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 making something that is architectural in, in nature. But in in um, in sentiment, it, it you know, it's, a, it's the shapes of buildings in Korea. But the sentiment is um, is one of tribute two survivors of the war um yeah i i just i'm glad that she settled on something and just thinking of these spectacular stories in in our past this one is some something that is spectacular to me and um and, it, and very i don't know just very very heartbreaking um so she's using this this point of tragedy to make something that is semi not really traditional but it's kind of like just i think architectural in in the best kind of way and not like a like a melanie type of architectural whoops sorry (laughs) not not a tessa factor yeah no sure no i thought that was really really by the way i have loved everything that day young has worn hmm Okay, the way Da Young styles herself, themselves, I don't know um, what pronouns mm-hmm. they, they use, but how Da Young styles, um, like, garments, mm-hmm. I have wanted to, even that scarf that was wrapped around the mouth to prevent germs from spreading was stunningly mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you like scarves, so you can, like, spot a good Ooh, one. I do. Yeah, you do like scarves. Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to Shavi. And Christian walks over to Shavi's mannequins and goes, she is gilded because there's a lot of shiny golds and silvers going on over there. And so he, um, you know, shares that again, like he's essentially using his, his auntie. Um, I also have an auntie, but he, he using his auntie, who is a, the, so Ella, the the um, jazz singer, I guess, or jazz performer, um, in the Cotton Club, and um, and making 
a gown in that vein. And we find out that because this is something I didn't mention about the mood trip is that Shavi gets these beautiful fabrics, but they're kind of sheer. And he leaves Christian to go and look for a lining. And it turns out he didn't find a lining at, at mood. So he's backing the sheer fabric with muslin. And Christian looks at him sideways. But I don't think I want to know if there were any words exchanged, because to me, that doesn't seem great to back anything with muslin. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, I don't know how thin their muslin is, but if it's yeah. anything that you can get from mood, it's just not a good lining. Okay. Um, I have no tactile intelligence about this. I have no idea what this means. So like, I was like, Oh, okay. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, cause okay. I mean, and we fast forward because he didn't put that lining in until the day of the runway. And it's like that kind of, you know, me, you know, also I'm a very rudimentary sewer, but I have sewn muslin. I have sewn like kind of sheer fabrics. Like you would just have to make that whole gown in muslin. And what he was going for, you just can't do it. But also I think it's hard to line things. And anyway, lining things with muslin, it just, to me, it just, it just, it sent up red flags. But what I liked is that Christian gave him some really good step-by-step future directions to go. He's like, okay, you can make sure the, you know, the, the, the skirt looks right, get this shape together. And then you can figure out this part, make that work. Um, because, you know, Shavi is someone who he only has a day and on day challenges have, has just not yeah, done well. So, right. so yeah. And also we learned that Shavi has been, you know, like a, like has, it's, it's like a, it's like a wandering soul, you know, and has delved into quite a few things, has delved into music and culinary arts and all this other stuff. And so. Yeah. It has a, a very, very creativity, which I really enjoy in people. Yeah. And so when you're that kind of person, it, no wonder it takes you, it takes a, like a little bit more energy to focus yourself onto one thing. Yeah. So, Yeah. And we also know from this episode, and I think this particular moment, that Xavi is really a deep, deep introvert. Like, oh. Right? Oh, my God. So being around oh. all these people all the time is really throwing throwing Xavi off a little bit. When he Which turns into the Terminator, that I feel like that's when <laughs> the introversion is just like, you need to let me out and leave me alone. <laughs> and like, when, the, when he puts on his sunglasses and... When his face starts to melt off and all you see is like this metal structure underneath, it's like, let leave Shavi alone. No, I totally related to this because that's my one thing about putting myself into these types of competitions. The one thing that sucks is you're always around other people. And when you're working, you can't listen to music. Yeah, you can't. You can't like disappear into yourself. So that's another layer on top of this. I'm like, no wonder you're having a hard time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we get to Sergio, and just kidding. Um, now we have just <laughs> anyways. Like Christian approaches Sergio in the strangest way because Sergio is at 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 a at a sewing machine. Um, I think he ran away from Christian, and Christian probably saw it. But he was like, "Um, Sergio, any interest in showing me what you're working on?" And that just kind of makes me think that, you know, 
other interactions have not gone so well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's even worse than what we're seeing on camera. <laughs> so, and that... I thought I thought Christian did really well, hmm. really well, because. Christian didn't let go. You know, Christian um, Sergio kept on saying something like, "Oh, it's personal. Oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I don't think you can see anything until it's fully formed. Oh, I don't think you're ready to give an opinion. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll show it to you tomorrow." <laughs> and you know, Siriano Sir, uh, is saying, "Okay, well, no, not tomorrow. You have to show something to me today, right?" Yeah. Just so I thought, I thought Sergio was really dismissive. Now I'm not somebody who you know, cherishes the forms of authority we have in the world, <laughs> you know, but, but when, but I want to be big on respect, you yeah. know, so if you are in a competition and, and you know, that's the rules and you're there, I thought this was really disrespectful. It was to so, Christian. it was just so openly rude. And, it, you know, it's kind of like in the, you know, I don't know what is going on in Sergio's mind, but it must look like, you know, you know, like bluebirds are flying on his shoulders all the live long day. And he has only good angels on each of his shoulders and everything is coming up roses and everything looks like rose. I don't know what is happening with his brain because Christians, he treats Christian as if he is some underling off the street who just rolled on in there. You know, like we, we joke about Christian rolling from underneath a work table, but we, you know, we, that is all out of love and respect because (laughs) and also because he's kind of small and also he has a high voice whatever but it's like no christian has true bona fides and i've you know okay sergio i think looks at christian and goes you made one viral outfit for billy porter that's all you've done i made an outfit for billy porter and 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 in, in the context of this thing, I'm an immigrant or I'm the son of immigrants and you can't give me anything I don't already have. Everything I have is better than what you have and in in scene. You know, it's just like it, mm. he's on a higher horse than ever. And yes. because he dismisses Christian Seriano, who has studied with Alexander McQueen and Vivian Westwood, like we've gone through this. He has an atelier in a freaking mansion on the Upper East Side. You know, he's... Yeah. You know, we we went on his website today. He is a hardworking, le- like bona fide, legit, um, world renowned designer, and um, and Sergio is just like, you know, you wouldn't understand what I'm trying to do because it's personal. You don't do anything personal, and I'm and mine is about the immigration story. You're not an immigrant, and I'm like, technically, you're not either. But also, Jesus. how do you know? How do you know Christian's background? You have you don't know, and also for you, like we don't really know much about your life as a child of of immigrants you know we more we know more about alan than we know about you we know more about victoria than about you and everyone else's like experience of their families coming here from someplace else and i don't know anyway whatever it's fine i'm just gonna go off on him randomly but that was just you know i i when at that moment i thought oh wow like someone's trying to make christian feel like christian's not tim gunn you know like there's this and also a competitive thing so i didn't i didn't that was just ugly to see yeah it was okay let's move on to chelsea (laughs) let's let's and she is so she has vision and chose her colors because vision looks great and this really 
this royal blue color, um, which I which I kind of like because it didn't really have anything to do. So she's doing a varsity jacket, essentially a varsity jacket. But the colors don't come from the schools that are um, her her mother or her grandmother where, where they taught, but um, from from Thijin, her model. So I just like that she was pulling inspiration from a few things and following her own creative proclivities. Um, but we also get an example of how, how helpful Christian can be. And he pushes her to make whatever she's making is just to be more fashion in a way, just taking certain things, certain portions of the, of the silhouettes, mainly the sleeves and playing around with them. Because I think before he came over, she was just going to make a basic varsity jacket. Yeah. With a tube dress underneath. And that's, that's, I think that's where Chelsea was going with that. So I'm glad he changed that up. I agree. Yeah. Um, next we have Delvin, who's in a slump, clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Delvin. It's like, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, okay. <laughs> I think Christian starts making an amazing suggestion here. I, I have to say, this is probably the, the best crit session we've ever, I've, I've, I feel like this is one of Christian's best crit sessions um, because he brings, he brings some of the history that he knows in terms of uh, French inspired fashion. And I think called out something that Delvin hadn't put his, his finger on because Delvin's making a half, blazer half corset to me it looks like something that belonged in a really bad batman movie like the one the series of movies that had arnold schwarzenegger in it and uh, I, val kilmer or whatever it looked like something that would go in one of those movies okay it was bad but he has like this half corset thingy and christian starts saying like well you know the corset is very french inspired and um how about you show the process a little bit more and Delvin's like, um, you mean expose seams? And Christian's like, yeah, expose the seams. And I feel like Delvin's face, Delvin is not very expression, doesn't have a lot of expression, but it was like the most expression on Delvin's face that we've ever seen. And his mind was being blown. <laughs> and I feel like he just had the most uh amazing set of uh, just just someone gave him permission to do something in in delvin's brain was kind of wacky but also probably felt right and also was fun to do i thought it was just endearing and 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 that he connected with which was what he had struggling with this whole time you know yeah yeah totally so i agree i think by the way i think christian was excellent in this episode excellent he was even good with Brittany, who's, you know, making a cool cowboy Western inspired thing. Because um, I think she has, I heard from her, or I remember her speaking with her mom about um, roots from Arkansas as well. So she's got like Texas and Arkansas, like it's in this like Southern Western type deal. And she, she loves a sleeve. And I think Christian gave her some great ideas of just going to town with this idea of making like a modern cowgirl <laughs> with yeah. some crazy sleeves. Um, yeah. Um, 
and and so so many apologies, but this is the moment where Sergio summons Christian, and then right. we have an, an actual critique session with Sergio. All right, we already know what he's doing, so I'm okay with moving on. <laughs> Wait, before we do, I also thought Christian was great with Day Young oh, by yes. saying this this could feel very easy like the past, so make it for today's person. You know, I thought that was really really good how did i miss Young? yeah yes yes i mean that was oh shoot because i had something no no yeah yeah i i i second everything that you say that you said and by the way by the way all i can think about when i look at Young's fabric is like monet water lilies (laughs) (laughs) do you know that there actually is fabric out there with with that painting on it I mean, I've seen like those tacky scarves on sale at the Met. I mean, do you mean something more? No, I've seen a dress made out of that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I'm pretty I sure it was that. super expensive. I, I don't remember who the designer was or where it was from, but I remember I'm like, what? Really? That's fabric now? Oh. Like, yeah. So. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. And I, I want to point out something that Victoria said that I, I just wrote down her quote because she kind of, you know, she's on this, 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 uh, we already know that Victoria is not a Sergio fan um, and not at least not a fan of, of his designs because she's basically is like, you know, if you, you can have a great story, but if your fashion is, is bad, then your great stories are not going to save you. Which makes sense. And done. So, yeah. All right. So Christian leaves the workroom and gives them a little breathing room between the time of crit and model fitting. So um, I think so. Okay. So we have this moment between Chelsea and Delvin and Chelsea comes over and is, is essentially just asking, what are you, how are you feeling? Like what's going on? And, and Delvin and uh, offers that he is thinking of sending just muslin down the runway. And at first Chelsea looked a little skeptical about this or like, really, you're going to send muslin down the runway. But it's mostly because Delvin would never do that. But I thought it was a great idea. I'm like, that's how you use muslin, not the way Shavi is using it. Right. But for Delvin, that would be something good. I think that would be a good idea. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we go into model fittings? Uh, no. no okay. I'm ready. Um, so our models come in, and let's see. I mean, we have I have some people who are in some some hard spaces, mostly Delvin because he's starting all over again, <laughs> and all he has for Asia is the corset, and he just has just such a straight face even though he's probably suffering on the inside he's just like yeah by now i'm usually done i don't know what this feels like i'm not used to being so behind but you know i'm like all right all right Delvin. okay um and we have let's see here we also have a wonderful moment between christian and nancy i don't know if you if you clock this but i've been thinking that christian's getting a really good at it I think they're editing in a little bit more of his expertise because Nancy was doing something with some pants over in the corner. And Christian was like, 
cut this here, cut this hair, pattern making, pattern making, pattern making, new pattern, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying, but it's so exciting. And I'm just, I'm confused and it's, it, it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And that, I, think, I think that's something that I want to see more of. Yeah. Same, same. So we can see like, what, what are you, how, okay. Cause I want, okay. I know I can't re- rewind and see what he was doing, but he did something where I'm like, that would be so helpful to know. And also how great is it to have, uh, you know, a top designer come in and give you a shortcut or a fix to help you tailor something? Because, I mean, we'll see later, but Nancy's pants look great. I mean, they're fit really well. And what they were working with at that time was muslin. But I'm like, oh, where? what do those words mean? When you cut that scene, what what happened? What, what happens? How are you fitting that? Anyway, a little masterclass. Um, yeah, but any anything else of these fittings that kind of stood out or if you saw anyone in particular trouble? Uh, well, I mean, I think several people were in trouble, but nothing really stood out to me. Okay. I mean, who, who else besides Delvin? Because there is... Well, you know, Victoria... Shani with fit in in that piece oh yeah the fit the head through i was like oh what's going on there um yeah i mean i i think because everyone else was sort of okay like even i mean shavi i know is still having issues um but at this point he seems like he's in good shape like he knows what he's doing um and is trying to make sure that she doesn't have three booties Right, as per Christian. Yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> well. So, anyway, um, we're done with the model fittings, and so they dismiss everyone. And, of course, like, so Nancy, Nancy is, like, the bad student in class. She's getting the reputation. She's always last with everything hmm. um, and late with her fittings. So she's, <laughs> as all the models are leaving, like, her model is still in muslin, still getting some measurements done. But um, we we finally... Um, uh, all the models exit and then Christian has an announcement to make and the surprise is that this is a flash sale challenge meaning mm. that whoever wins the uh, the challenge and also the f- who is a fan favorite and, and people are able to vote online um, that winning those winning outfits or outfit will be sold online um, so this causes some changes yeah, I didn't like that. I think people should know up front if it's a flash sale, mm-hmm. because that that's a very specific audience. It is to sign for. So I thought that was a little unnecessary drama. I mean, I in a, in in, in it, yeah, I think it kind of narrows it down because if you're thinking, okay, just imagining how we both would approach this challenge, I don't think any of our garments. Not being able to to picture a finishing look, I don't think either of our garments would be sellable. <laughs> mine definitely not. Like, yeah, mine wouldn't. <laughs> if mine ever got finished, no, it would never. No. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you so if you have a couple of people in there who, you know, if you t- give them carte blanche, they're gonna make something insane. Then if you want to sell it, it's like okay, now you got to have your commercial hat on. So. Sergio puts on his commercial hat and decides to make his gown into a cocktail dress. So his brain is already considering that he is the winner, just saying, like, 
the bluebirds on his shoulders are just like, Sergio, you're amazing. You're the best ever. This is yours. So then people can buy your work and then we can all be involved in your conversation. It's like, you know, enough, Sergio. So he's imagining the people buying his cocktail dress. You go out to the Ace Hotel and people are like looking at the embroidered names on your hem and and that's okay. We can make change together that way. And the most annoying thing about this is that Sergio started off this whole thought process with those kids at the border. I want to tell their story. This is not embroidering names on anything does not tell anybody's story unless you already know what the story is. So you're kind of referencing an existing story. You're not, whether that narrative is, um, addressing the things that need to be addressed or not isn't even taken into account so it's sort of a very uh, for me it's a very bloated platitude yeah to to hear that and it's it's kind of maddening to hear yeah. i'm going to stories like if you are going to look at how garments can tell stories my god go look at franca susani's like super political vogue italia work that mm-hmm. was about climate change and refugees like 10 years ago maybe more so it's sort of like it's not impossible to do and of course a one-day challenge makes it hard but i think if you are a political designer you must be um connected to all of these visual histories and i just don't think that sergio feels I think Sergio feels too entitled to do that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't really think he can see beyond what it is that he already knows. And he's not someone I think who actively looks for other, I don't know who does that type of research or who would do that because, and you brought up something that I've been thinking of and how he claimed these stories. And he's like, I'm going to tell these stories, not even using like a, like a, we, and he didn't think about we until this flash sale challenge. He's like, great, you can mass produce my dress. And now we can change the world, not just me. At first, it was just going to be me. And I, all by myself, was going to change the planet. And then now we all can do it. And it's like, wow, that, yeah, sure. Can, I mean. Can, the kind of capitalism that boosts my vanity. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I More about that. that. We enough about that. I mean, and I think the, it, it, you know, and we we can compare that whole deal to. Um, I think this makes Victoria freak out a little bit more about the type of blue she chose and how much blue she's using. Mm. But um, also compared to her sketch, the final garment was far more simplified than a lot of the intricate kind of upper chest work that was going that we saw in the sketch. Oh, interesting. I mean, okay. And I have to say, I Brittany had some words about what Victoria is making. And we, if you've been watching the show, I think you're seeing Brittany's resentment for Victoria's wins increase episode by episode. And I think a lot of people are confounded by her popularity with the judges, as am I. But Brittany seems to think that we're all ignorant like her. Because she's just like, you know what? Victoria says that she's making clothes that Moldovian women wear. But how do we know that she's actually making Moldovian or clothes that Moldovian women would wear? She can just do anything because, like, we don't know. And I'm like, you know what? I stop it. Just stop it, Brittany. Like, it, 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 that there, to me, it was 
such, it, you know, again, sort of like whole, like Sergio's generalizing what things are about or who cares about what or who knows what. And it's like, I, you know, I would trust the Moldovian woman to know what women in Moldovia look like and what they wear day to day because she's a Moldovian woman. She has her own experience and her own perspective. I'm pretty sure not everyone walks around looking like the way she designs, but um, it just, it's just kind of irking me about this whole, um, I mean, let, let's, let's come at Victoria a different way, but she's so freaking sweet. And I don't think you can really come at her. You can come at the judges for having opinions, but um, I just thought it was just sort of an, a really unfair jab. And I'm like, I don't want to be put in that basket of people who, um, who wouldn't necessarily assume that she would pull one over us by like lying and like, I just, you know, send a, send a lady out there in a leotard and like, just call it Moldovian. Like you could send a lady out there and call it Texan. I don't care. Who knows? Anyway, I just have to point that out. I was very annoyed by Brittany. And the whole point, the whole point was about a personal connection. It was not about a stereotype. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. Um, I'm, I'm just afraid that's a harbinger of Brittany to come. So, well, all right, so we're winding down to the end of the day. And just the last thing I want to point out, um, bef- uh, and, and then, um, yeah, is, is Delvin says that he chose a pink, be- but he hates pink. So in describing what he's making, he chose um, something that's like a, like not as pink as Jeffrey, but like a little less pink. And he just, the re- only reason why he chose it was because dot, 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 femininity. And I don't know, just, <sighs> Delvin, just do you. Choose a color that you like. It's okay. Do you like brown? <laughs> do you yeah, like, do you like a, greens? <laughs> there was a block there. There was some kind of blocking yeah. there that um, maybe he was rattled by the fact that suddenly, again, he is struggling with who he, where he comes from and how does that define him? And I, I don't take that lightly, Mm. you know? Um, Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. No, totally fair. All right. Um, Anything else about this full first day? Um, No. Okay. I think you covered it. All right. So they go home. They wake up really <laughs> early. <laughs> Everyone is so tired. And um, they uh, head back into the workroom. And I think the, you know, the models come in almost immediately um, because <sighs> I have to sigh every time I say his name. Sergio puts his model to work mm-hmm. because... Guys, embroidering names of the six children who died in border custody is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. So he can't do that all by himself. So uh, Stephanie, his model, has to do it. Um, and it's like he thinks he's doing the models a favor, I think, because he's like, yeah, I'm including them in on this message or something. I don't know. It's just really strange to me. It's, it's now a social practice project. 
but it could be and this is a thing like it could be and then you do something oh never mind let me not stop because i'm i'm also like applying for a grant soon (laughs) just like these are things that you think about but i don't know anyway it's fine but it takes more time and it takes more intentionality and it's not just because you ran out of time but you actually genuinely want to engage socially with people yeah for, for an actual cause anyway Whatever. Because ultimately, he's the person benefiting, not them. Exactly. Not the, not the little helpers, not Sergio's little helpers, mm-hmm. you know? No, no. Um, yeah. Delvin is left-handed. I'm left-handed, oh. which is why I just <laughs> I just had to point it out. But he started, because he starts marking up the corset. And I... You know, it was it was great to see that. This was a, this was a suggestion from... Uh, I don't think Christian suggested this part. So Christian was like, expose the seams and show the process of your work. And Delvin took it a step further and started marking it up as if he were tailoring it and fitting it to, um, um, for a final garment. And it looks great, but it's just that the zipper on the back is wonky. Um, So there, there, there's just some ups and downs for Delvin here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we go to Maybelline makeup with some of the designers and particularly with Da Young because she's t- um, explaining her concept to um, head makeup stylist, Grace Lee. And Grace is also Korean. Like she has a Korean background as well. And I think they briefly start speaking together in Korean. Um, that was so cute. Like so fun to be like, oh my God, you are? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Same. So, um, you know why I love that is because people are so often like talking around through politeness, and then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't talk, we don't have to talk around it anymore. We can just be happy. Exactly. Imagine that. We can just be happy. <laughs> um, I mean, and speaking of happy, we have Shavi and his dress are spiraling down the drain of happiness into like just utter chaos and, and despair because the longer he works on it the worse it looks and yeah. i just have you know i just, you know it it's just it, the muslin is just it just wasn't it just it's making it clearly is making it really difficult for him to tailor this dress um nancy is the worst <laughs> she's they're going out to the runway she's the last person and you can see the look on christian's face this is when i i clocked it i realized i'm like oh she does this all the time and it gets on christian Siriano's last nerve that it's time for the runway and she's still in the corner working Um, but anything else before we go to the runway no or anything about that backstage part which I forgot the name of that when they're when they're back Uh, there like last last touches or last somethings finishing touches yeah I'll go with yeah I don't remember that either okay no at this point I'm really confused by what we're shown on camera i'm like britney's making a cape <laughs> like yeah I, i'm sort of like very confused but okay yeah. all right well let's let's get let's get to these looks so we're on the runway and we have our normal judges we have nina garcia elaine welteroth brandon maxwell and of course we have carly Kloss who comes out and this and today we have a guest judge fernando garcia who is a co-founder of Monse, which I've never heard of. Patricia, do you know this? Do you know Monse? 
I don't know. I was trying to figure out like how to spell it. So I didn't even know. I had I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it's M O N S E. Like Mon I think it's No, I've I think never it's heard Monse. of that, no. It's probably like like a yeah, I think it's Monse. Um but he's also the co-creative director of Oscar de la Renta. Right. Um that that person I've heard about yes. a little. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean, can I just say I really love it when they bring on designers who just wear jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> and they still look right. incredible. It's in the styling. Yes. <laughs> right? Great hair, like great, like you know, whatever. It's and I, I'm pretty sure that T-shirt is fitted somehow. Like it's, it's like a custom T-shirt or something. There's just something about a style. I'm like, oh, it's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to the runway looks and listeners. This is where you can check the show notes, click the link, and get the the cheat sheet with all of the last and all the the runway looks in runway order. All right. So let's get to it. First, we have Chelsea and Thijin. <laughs> um, and Thijin is wearing the now swing varsity jacket um, with the drama sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this? You know, I wasn't really into it. Um, I also think that someone made a varsity jacket last season. Someone yeah. from Chicago, I forget who, but, and it was also a flash challenge that they made a varsity jacket for the, for the, for that challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not really interested in comparing, um, those two looks, but I just, this one kind of left me very underwhelmed. I thought it was a good idea. Um, I, yeah, I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know. The, the letters on the front were slightly messy, but also to me, it felt more like a choir robe than a varsity jacket. And I thought, I don't know why I thought she was doing a choir. Oh yeah. That's why I thought she was doing a choir robe before she said she was doing a varsity jacket. And um, with the sleeves, it looks even more choir robey. And I would like to say that like the, you know, underneath the tube dress to me was a missed moment. I would have preferred for her to have made some pants. Um, and I'm, and I, you know, no, all this is complicated, but I just thought it does show off the jacket and, you know, it doesn't mess with the hemline or anything like that. But I, I kind of was missing a second piece that looked like it went with this in a, in a better way. I thought the tube dress was fine, but, really easy and it ends up look it ends up having a cowl neck and you know i'm i tease because nina garcia hates a cowl neck or a, or a mock turtleneck and i'm starting i don't like them either i'll just say it i i, I notice that nina doesn't like it but it's also because i don't like them mm-hmm. and um but i do like the color I, I think that her color choices were really great love the color choices i i just don't understand why a varsity jacket need of this of these proportions like why do the sleeves need to go so low with that big poof mm-hmm. yeah. um but but that's just me i don't really i mean i've never worn a far city jacket but it's sort of like i love how it looked from the back actually with ella right oh. on, on back yeah I with the inverted pleat and ella i thought that was great yeah yeah love the back 
you know, Thijin did look great in these colors. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I think Thijin looks great in every color. But uh, I wasn't too into the look too much. I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have liked to see what it looked like without the shoulder pads. Because it, you know, um, Thijin, I'm pretty sure has a long neck. And it took her neck away a little bit. Um, yes. And it made her look hunched. But also, I'm wondering if that was on purpose yes. to make her look a little bit like a an athlete. Like she was wearing a uniform underneath. But I, I don't think I've ever worn a jacket or thought of a jacket having shoulder pads. Maybe a blazer, but not an actual jacket. So, mm. yeah. Well, I, I think you just called it. Yeah, that hunching was really visually appealing to me. I also did not like the shoes. I thought the shoes were so wrong for this look. I think a casual high-end, you know, Vir Virgil Abloh trainer kind mm -hmm. of thing would have been far more suitable. I'm not sure if that was available from the wall that they choose from, mm -hmm. but I think um, a trainer or something that was sort of like not career girl business meeting lunch. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Or, you know, definitely going out with these shoes and this dress and this tube dress. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally get it. Okay. Next we have Jeffrey and military murder inside, um, inspired dress. Right. A vibe of war, a vibe of war, a vibe of war. Yes. A vibe of war. Um, I I, I, okay, Jeffrey made a, a comment that he wished that the camo popped a little bit more, and I agree. Um, I think I see camo everywhere, and I'm not thrilled by it, and I'm pretty sure that Mood had a ton of different types of, of camo to choose from, but I, I there is something about the muddiness of the the different shades of brown kind of floating into each other. There's, there is no green, which is fine, but I, I really wasn't into the flap in the front. There's like a panel that comes all the way to the front and it breaks up the the skirt into two. Um, and then I think, I think he's appliqued some, um, some decal on the front that makes it have that it, it reminisce. It's a reminiscent of, um, military buttons and I kind of like that he didn't have actual military military buttons there but I wish that that was a little bit neater or something that was more exaggerated or something because I thought overall it was it it was fine so but I I didn't like this look either and I thought again with this one the hair was so wrong for this look yeah I just didn't like the sort of Christina Aguilera hair with this war vibes kind of thing. Like I wanted, um, it's like, okay, just go for it. Go for the Wendy Williams mohawk, you know, yeah, go for yeah. the, like more hard edged eyeliner. You know, I, I thought this was a little bit too, um, too in between, too muddy. Did not like the shoe wear also, or the shoes, the sandals. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think they're thinking, oh, okay, this now is a flash sale. Right, so now I have to modify my whole aesthetic for how I'm going to represent how I relate to my heritage. So maybe these decisions I'm complaining about are really ways of kind of softening, very deliberate means to soften the look to be more palatable for the um, flash sale. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So <laughs> next we had Da Young. And I mean, I'm thinking about this being palatable for a flash sale because I don't think Da Young really changed anything from what she was doing. Um, or maybe she changed the skirt a little bit. Yeah, a lot. I think I think the original uh, skirt in the sketch was very voluminous and pleated and uh, mimicking the tile uh, pattern of Korean roofing. Oh, never uh, mind. But, so this 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 to me looks. I, I think so. I mean, I could be remembering the sketch wrong, but mm-hmm. um, I think that the skirt. Okay, actually, you know what? I'm totally projecting on what. Symbolism. What you wanted this. <laughs> oh, oh no, no. I I think Dae Young said it's about the roofs, right? I think Dae Young said that the roofs curl in this natural way or mm-hmm. this organic way, and she wants to transmit that with um, the ode to the survivors. So, yeah. So I think the skirt did change quite a bit. I love the color palette that Dae Young chose. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was such such a rich color. Um, I just thought the sleeves were a little weird, and I'm I'm thinking that they're they, they bulk out. They kind of give her these outsized like marshmallow man biceps, and and I think she was doing something interesting with the sleeve, and maybe it was just the fabric that wasn't allowing it to drape more naturally because it just it looks very stiff and structured. But um, I you know I like that she's going here. And that she, to me, this is sort of a harbinger of good things to come for her. And I really like those white shoes <laughs> with this outfit because it's so off. It just, it, but it feels, it to me, I'm like, that's, that's Dae Young. That's a bit of what she does. And it, it goes together, even though I don't, I would never have imagined that, 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 that would match. It, it, they are white shoes, but it's like white with this very emerald you know green color that has like a spot of pink like the the colors don't go in a really nice way so yeah i think the white was a good choice because it's not overtly matchy matchy Mm -hmm. but it's complimentary and i think that have slip on something uncomplicated like just a slip on shoe was a smart move yeah Having said that, I'm not crazy about the shoe, <laughs> but yeah. I like I like the thought process that. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Too. All right. Next, we have Stephanie. I'm sorry, in Sergio. Why? That oh. that is a Freudian thing I did. I completely erased Sergio. So next, we have Sergio. <laughs> His model is Stephanie. <laughs> And, um, you know, oh, God. Do you want to start? You can start. I can start. I mean, I just want to say, what a disappointment. It's like, did you learn nothing from your critique last week? Hmm. Um, I thought that, by the way, this model, I think, is so stunning. And I... I thought the style, you know, just... I could not find... I tried really... I go. I try to lo- find something to like in everything mm-hmm. and in everybody, you know, and as much as possible. And in this, I was like, "Oh God, I don't know. I don't know where to begin." It's, I mean, it's just so uninteresting. Poorly made, by the way. Was there anything that's 
I mean, maybe the maybe a little bit of the top was the 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 lace top that uh, the guest judge later referred to as a postcard from the fifties. Maybe <laughs> that showcased some handiwork. But aside from that, I thought poorly made. This is just as bad as the looks that end up on the bottom. Yeah, I do, I do not know why Sergio has not been on the bottom more with these construction faux pas. I agree. I think with this, he shows what can, what that delusion um, can produce because, you know, again, he changed his gown to a cocktail dress. So I imagine that he had worked out the length and had worked out that, okay, the, the skirt will go down to a certain amount and then we'll have this, the skirt of white cotton fabric that is, that's embroidered, but it makes absolutely no sense why there is this high low, not even like a high low. There is no elegant switch between the shortness of the cocktail dress and then this added on embroidered skirt underneath it. And the way it's attached, it looks so flimsy and weird. And he's using the same, I think it's the same. I think it's the same lacing detail that he uses around the shoulder and uses it to connect it to the 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 rest of the dress. And he says when it comes down the down down the runway, he's like, "Oh, you know, it's got a little like salsa flair." And I'm like, "Okay, did you?" I think the salsa flair was an afterthought. I think you shortened it and put this um the skirt on with the embroidered names as an after it feels like an afterthought and it feels like the silhouette and the feel of it as being like a quote-unquote salsa dress um is also an afterthought afterthought and also like salsa is not mexican and no no it's not it's caribbean it i mean salsa is more like cuban and puerto rican and it's like great if you want to put this under the umbrella of 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 latin x culture whatever but you're using cotton. It's it, it to me. It just was like this is it is spiraling away from him. Without he, he doesn't. He, he of course I don't think he has any awareness of that. But um, if you started out wanting to make like a modern salsa outfit, fine. But what you ended up making, what it just feels like you did it as an accident because you cut your dress in half. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if, you know, and it's like all of a sudden it's about dance. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, but he manages to cry about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he loves he loves it. I mean, and, you know, and the, the, the cameras really try to zoom in on those names. Um, but it's just it's hard. It's hard to read. And, um, the, you know, if anything, like they could have been bigger. And I, I just didn't know. It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't go. It's just a bad garment. It just feels like a poorly made garment walking around trying to live up to a forced upon concept. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Next is Shavi and his 1940s jazz lounge singer. And... It doesn't matter what Da Young says to Shavi. Shavi is like just not happy with this, and you know the image on the cheat sheet looks great. <laughs> I think this is a good photo of the dress. <laughs> I you know because you don't see the back of it. 
what I mean? When she's walking away, I remember it sat on top of her hip. So that slit gets higher and then the back of it just, it starts to, it's almost like, like her, like her, it, it slid up above her butt and she had like a whole, she made like a whole nother level on, yeah, you, you, you would have to keep pulling this dress down for it to stay in place. Um, it was, yeah, it was just buckling. And I think where we see any of these folds, like that's not, that's in the fabric. I think the fabric is folded like that but it's terrible i'm sorry yeah it's it's bad um next we have nancy what do you think about this piece oh i think we had shabby oh yeah sorry that's okay oh no no i just want to make sure i'm pacing up with you um so do you want to talk about nancy or shabby oh no no keep talking about shabby because i i i i thought you were done with shabby <laughs> oh wait did you just talk about shabby i thought you were talking about Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Oh. I made a mistake. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> sorry. You know, I think I'm just like not quite past my bedtime, but <laughs> but it's been kind of cold and I, I get very sleepy when it's cold. Oh, no. Um, no, so Shavi's um, look was very unfortunate to me and I felt like, oh, no, I hope I hope this look is not on the bottom. I mean, or if, if it is, I hope I hope he doesn't go. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt about it the whole time. Yeah, same. I was like, ugh. And then Nancy pops up with this model that has like her arms up in the air or something. I was like, what is that? You know? And strolls down with big pants, statement coat, mm-hmm. great color palette. I, I think these garments were very well proportioned out together. I just wish the check of the pant was not so big. I think a smaller... A smaller check might have been really nice with that coat. Yeah, I mean, I because I I know they, they seem a little bit like pajamas, but they walk so well, and I really like this image of them because it they look so comfortable and so flowy, and I really am into Nancy mixing up these textiles this way. Like, I want to see more of that because yeah. I don't personally like this mixture, but I think it works. Yeah, it does work. And I love the little shot, the little edit, camera edit we received from Nina's face, kind of just loving what she was looking <laughs> at. Just kind of her eyes were glittering in, in, in place, you know? Yeah. Um, does it give you that, like a Dries Van Norton type deal? <laughs> you know, it does not. Okay, never mind. It does not. <laughs> Only because like it just looks like Nancy could be one of those designers who makes her own textiles and just mix and matches them all together and it looks great no matter what she does <laughs> yeah I mean, that, if, if i was going to be more critical of this garment i would say it looks a little too 70s you know what i think that's totally fine yeah yeah it's not a bad yeah. not bad um yeah but that's why it doesn't look trees to me because that's not a, a decade that yeah. you know not 70s anywhere not not in europe not in holland not in u.s true all right next we have Brittany. Brittany and, and her cool cowgirl wearing her hat yeah, i know i like this look a little bit <laughs> yeah you know i really like that she's using so this is a denim dress and i like that she had a little bit of this pleating and in color blocking with the 
the different types of denim. I have to say, Mood has great denim, all different types of weight. It's just so, oh, it's great. It's a great section. And I like the, I want her to decide on a sleeve, though. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate the asymmetry thing going on, but I just need her. To, I think it would, I would have liked it better if the sleeves made more sense. Because she has some great sleeves in her sketchbook. She had this like lantern sleeve thing going on where it was, looks like a lantern where the wide part is at the elbow. Yeah. And I was waiting to yeah. see that. I was like, that would have been so great because I think with this very simple skirt and, you know, she put the model in boots cause she's a cowgirl. Then you could have gone crazy with those sleeves. And I, 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 I was hoping for that. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah. think maybe, maybe Brittany was trying to sort of do a formula that that Brittany thinks Victoria has been resting on you know what? <laughs> or, or over applying. I wasn't um, going to say it, but you said it. Oh, oh I, that's what I thought. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. People who create together duplicate together, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, she's doing so, a half and half thing. So. <laughs> she's doing a half, half and half asymmetry thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I also think this reminded me of um, a little a Japanese cartoon. I don't know which one, but, which one, but it was very mainstream. I never read it. I just saw the pictures everywhere. And I'm mm-hmm. sure if I'm sure if Nayland from Moldova was here, uh, <laughs> Nayland would be like, "Oh, it's blah blah blah." And but it looks like it looks so anime to mm. me. It just looks so anime to me, and I don't mean that as an insult. I just I think it's actually even brilliant as cosplay but i don't know enough about that world to even say more or maybe not even anything but that's Um, what i thought about when i saw this i sort of thought oh okay you've done this sort of wait i thought it was it texas or arkansas or both i think it's both both okay yeah i think she's from from texas but she's probably i think she has family in arkansas so it's definitely like bell of the rodeo yes Modern Belle of the of the rodeo. Yeah, I mean her her boyfriend is the king of cowboys, and she can be the queen of cowgirls. <laughs> right, right, right. Where's cowboy the last? Of, yeah, <laughs> cowboy of the year. Um, okay. And speaking of asymmetry, mm-hmm. now we have Delvin. Delvin's up next with Asia. Oh, yeah. This was not the worst thing that Asia's worn. I think Asia's had a rough season with designers and what they put her in. But um, I thought that it, like, at least the top part fit her really well. I would have loved to have seen that corset all the way around because I thought that the half jacket part was just, you know, I don't know. I, it just was terrible. And then I thought the flouncy skirt was, so normal there are just so many things i'm like you're he's so skilled clearly but this this kind of looked the way i imagine he felt on the inside just kind of all over the place and kind of just a tiny bit messed up with a terrible zipper yeah and i'm not even convinced that color is really i mean it's a color that looks good on 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 that model but Mm -hmm. i mean as if um, that model has ever looked bad on the show, but it's sort of like, yes, it looks good, but I, I'm not really convinced that that color tells the story he wants to make. Oh no, it comes from nowhere. 
I think that's what's so, so tragic about it. Just it was a it it tells a story of Delvin and I don't know if there's just a, just not a um, not enough of that awareness of his own inspirations or or wanting to do something or even when you give him a little bit of freedom, um, he doesn't know what he what he wants and chose a color that he he himself didn't like and maybe that also dictated a bit of despair in the design that he's not really able to connect with i'm i'm psychoanalyzing everybody but i'm just like what it's so it's interesting to me when artists tend towards things that they don't like and will trudge through and are able to create something but um but are okay with making decisions that um that just they don't like without i don't know does that make sense i just think it's yeah yeah but there was it was so ill-fitting and yes needed more time yeah but i think part of the element of couture one of the elements of couture aside from being you know elite currency is fantasy Hmm. so there's that happening here a little bit with the garment being like a half and half something. This is mm-hmm. not a realistic outfit. This is something beyond everyday practicality. And then the whole, but then there's like this couture exposing seams, but no fan. It falls short on many ways, but I'm trying to sort of salvage something, um, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So next we have Victoria from Moldova. Oh, that's right. And um, this woman looks like, so they use the word alien. I think Christian was like, she looks like an alien. And she does. She's so long. And this outfit elongates her even more. And with the cutouts in the knees and the asymmetry of the, sh- of the top, and the, the the turtleneck, you know, it, it just elongates every part of her body, especially with that cape that goes all the way down. Like she looks, she just looks otherworldly. Um, I just thought it was fascinating. I have to say this look to me um, was something that I thought I was really distracted by it. I was sort of like, what is this? Why are these little fabric slits above the knee? Mm-hmm. And why are they suddenly parallel to each other? Um, I didn't understand why the cape was a halfway cape. Like, I didn't understand why. Why do you want only one side of your bottom covered? I, <laughs> lots of this did not make sense to me. So... But also, I, th- I looked at this and I thought, oh, I-, I wonder if, like, David Bowie has worn something like this and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it 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 feels very not fresh or new or – and I know that I'm kind of disagreeing with the judge's commentary on this. Yeah. Spoiler the, alert. Whole, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. But I think that I was also so distracted by what uh, Victoria was also wearing and, like, just sitting there. Oh, by the way, the hem, the hems, at the very end of the pants, with these like bell bottomy with buttons coming up mm-hmm. the side. I did not understand what that was about. I was like, "What is this?" Like, it just did not make any sense. Yeah. The belt, 
the, the sort of like waist area that was really nicely styled the way it came up a little mm-hmm. bit. So there are things to salvage, but the sort of lots of buttons that don't button, they're purely decorative buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, but so overused. But anyway, this garment, I'm like, what is this? And then I look at what Victoria's wearing, which is wearing this bright yellow bateau neck, but to the side thing with lots of yellow triangles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. What is I'm that? Sure she made that. I'm like, did you make that? That's kind of nice. I want to see more of that. <laughs> I know. And, and that's interesting because I think Victoria, I don't know how tall she is, but she's short. She's a very short woman. I don't necessarily see what this model is wearing as someone, something that I would wear. Um, you know, I'm average size, but this doesn't feel as like something that I could wear with just like, uh, you know, proportional legs. Like I, I don't, I'm not proportioned like a giraffe. <laughs> like this woman's neck is super long. Um, you know, her hands are barely coming out of those, but her, her long, she has super long limbs. And I'm wondering if Victoria has a different way of of designing for uh, you know a people uh, people of model proportions rather than someone who is her proportion which is much much smaller um because i can't imagine her i haven't been able to imagine her designing something like the what like what she was wearing or what she's been wearing actually like she kind of wears fun yeah. stuff all the time but um this really looked like something that you would put on a a person who's like six foot two (laughs) and super, super thin in Um, heels. Yeah. Yeah. Like Carly. (laughs) Yeah. Like Carly, like giant Carly would wear this. So I think that's why they like it so much. Um, Okay. Right. Uh, Ready for Marquise? Yes. Yes. So what did you think about this? I thought this outfit was so fun because okay so behind the the scrim like Didi's there and like has a like, does this thing where I'm like oh I didn't know that Marquise made a cape but they come out and it's it's not a cape it's just a fun swing jacket and also so there's this thing that Marquise said that he was doing with these stripes because these stripes have some type of connection to um to loss or to markings that you you would make um, in remembrance of someone. And I meant to go back to see what that actually meant because I didn't... Oh, do you remember? I remember Marquis saying something like in the beginning that in when people wore jackets, they would write in the back like R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, so-and-so's name. Oh, so then the so these these solid white lines that he uh, painted are kind of like words. They're stand in for the words. I think so. See, That's what I okay, so these lines are hand painted on this denim with this pre quilted fabric underneath, and we I I feel like there's a there's a pattern coming up with Marquise where he likes a one shoulder deal for no reason but this is the first time where he's put a a one shoulder deal into into a garment that makes sense and it it's it comes off as a an asymmetrical really cool looking overall and yeah. I I really I liked I liked the gesture and of the of the white, white stripes and the lines and you know, I can interpret that as, you know, uh, a, a very urban 
um, tradition to death and remembrance and another way of celebration. But that that he hand painted that on there, I thought was just still, I don't know. It was it was I thought was really great. And spoiler alert, this is safe. (laughs) I just. I was also disappointed this was safe. I thought this was this was literally my favorite look of the whole of the whole Man. runway. And I thought the way that Marquise incorporated the the quilting look with the overalls, with streetwear, with with things that you can communicate to each other on the street, how you express. Yeah. Uh, morning of loss. Yeah. Just the way you carry it with you and and I don't know. I was really into this in so many ways and I thought it was exquisitely made. Yeah, same. I mean And I thought three pieces really this, in a day. This jacket Yeah, and also this jacket would not sell well on a flash sale. What am I missing here? I don't it know. It would sell like gangbusters. Okay, so I mean it's hand painted, but you can reproduce this if they're so graphic, it's easy. And then the back just says okay, you can't see on the cheat sheet, but there's a huge love on the back that he painted himself. And it looks yeah. like it was just graphic in nature. Like he had that print made onto it, but he painted that and it just, you know, I've never seen uh, designers use paint on here in such a graphic way where it's very neat and um, perhaps a little unnecessary <laughs> um, because you, they're just like, if I'm going to use paint, you're going to know that it's paint. And I don't think they knew it was paint. And, and, and maybe that's a part of it where if he had splashed a little bit, somewhere and made it look a little bit more abstract but um i pre- i appreciated this piece and i appreciate that you did these three things in a day yeah so and well. i thought this is so in line with what there's this famous designer um and and label out of milan called off-white that does a lot of things that look like this mm-hmm. look them up on instagram everybody they do like really inspiring streetwear just cool streetwear not that i can afford any of it and it's very expensive but the same designer that does that line is now doing louis vuitton oh great virgil abloh who's like big on sneak sneakers and all kinds of things and had a very very gender bendery kind of menswear show a couple of years ago um so this is completely in line with that so i'm wondering even with the success of like off-white in like streetwear this was totally overlooked Uh, okay Okay. I know. And I think like Didi walked the hell out of this outfit and made it look really fun. And I just, I, yeah, it's, I, I'm, just, I'm just confused. So, Maybe it looked too much like menswear for mm. Elle magazine and wh- whatever the flash sale platform is to consider this for. I hope that's not the case. I mean, I don't, that's the only reason I can think because this is just so cool, but does fall on like a menswear-ish inspiration which i love right mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know okay so this is a good time for to, to name the top three so the top three um are chelsea die young and we have victoria mm-hmm. so out of those three who would you have replaced with marquise if you were to put marquise in your top three who would you take oh. out who was the first three top three that you said? Chelsea, Dae Young, and Victoria. Oh, I think I would take Victoria out. Hmm. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, 
And so then our, our lowest scores are Sergio, Xavi, and yeah. Delvin. Yeah. Yeah. So some designers who have won before, who have only been in the top before. Um, I mean, Sergio was, was in the bottom last last week, but that was um, that was the first time for Sergio. So, so yeah, so let's, let's move. But what, but what does that mean? Melanie was only on the bottom once and, and she went. So I, I don't, know. I don't think that's a criteria. I don't, I don't think Sergio should be here. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think he should have gone home last week. Yes. Um, I really do. I, 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 I second that. Um, but I also feel as if it's, it's strange. It's really strange that Victoria was in the top three because I could tell during judging that they were going through their criteria and she kind of failed in meeting the brief. Yeah. She didn't exactly. And they said like, oh, you don't know why this, how this relates to Moldova? Yeah. Cause they're what? like, why this blue? Well, how does this blue tie in with your heritage? She's like, oh no, 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 not at all. Not at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't know. This blue is bullshit. No, my, my, my heritage. No, no, no. And I was like, you don't even know Victoria that you're failing right now. Um, and because Fernando Garcia is like, listen, my assignment was this heritage and I'm going to go through my rubric and everything he asked Victoria, she's like, no, 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 <laughs> nothing. And then Elaine, I think Elaine and Fernando are the only ones on the panel who are just like, nah, not this. Like this doesn't fit the brief. Why are you here? I, I believe that even without asking her those questions that they both scored her pretty low, but uh, Carly, Brandon and Nina are in love with Victoria. In love. They're just like, you know how to sew, girl. I'm like, yeah, but the brief heritage <laughs> and and uh and also just why? Like I, I don't know. It's just it it's yeah. You know who she is, and I think they're just choosing it because it's her. Um anyway, yeah. So we have some drama on the runway. This was a pretty dramatic runway. And, of you know, if you can guess, of course, it's about Sergio. But also we had some drama with a few other people because we, um, and I wouldn't say it was, it's drama in a different way because this was a very emotional challenge. So, um, I don't know. I we have Delvin. I think after Victoria, we do go to Delvin, and this is the first time the judges get out of their chair to actually go look at the garment up close, and because they saw it during the runway, they're like, "There's some writing on the side of that corset. Like, what's happening over there? Let's go and look yeah. at it." And I just thought Fernando's feedback was just spot on, where he goes, "I wish that you had done this whole concept of in process and." this this unfinishedness and this betweenness and your markings on the corset i wish that had been your entire concept because this is where you you seemed the most uh confident so yeah and i want to talk about something here because this is a moment of the show where and it's fernando's comment that says you know what actually i um I've been reading my notes from the computer, but then I also have other notes on my actual notebook. Mm-hmm. Let me just go for it. Cause I actually wrote down the exact quote. 
um, that Fernando said. Hold on, I'm almost there. Okay, so Fernando wrote um, that that was a sign of you doubting yourself. Yeah. Right, and then coupled with the statement, there's this audio edit that is like this guillotine sound, like boosh. And I was sort of like, oh, like what? You know, and I'm noticing that, okay, so two weeks in a row, Tyler goes home, but Tyler says, I love this look. This is wonderful. I'm going to go home and make one just like it all for me, you know. <laughs> and then you have Sergio last week saying, I don't care what you think. I love this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wonder if there's some kind of um, backstage push for people to seem confident you know, and 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 Delvin, and and then Fernando has been told dismissive and is here saying it. Oh, this shows that you're not confident in yourself. This shows that you're not. Uh, I forget what I just read, of course, but um, this shows that you are not. Um, that you're sorry, doubting yourself. That you're doubting yourself yeah. because guess what? Doubting yourself is not a bad thing. This is just unsettled. This whole yeah. project has no focus. So that's really the problem. Like one can doubt yourself all day long and be productive, but this is just totally unfocused. Yeah, so, because you, you have Sergio in his corner never doubting himself, and that is a terrible yes. thing. It's not serving Sergio well at all. It is. And that's why maybe we can segue into Xavi because I really, really respected how Xavi handled um, the criticisms of the garment and just yeah. said, oh, I... I understand this is not up to your level or my level. I'm really frustrated by this. Mm-hmm. This really didn't work out. I mean, in a way, he was too down on himself. Yeah. Um, but I, I really respected his honesty and his kind of unwillingness to cooperate with whatever the make good TV missive is of always seem super confident on screen, always stand by yeah, your look. Yeah, like stand behind it, even if it's bad. and Or yeah. find something about it that's positive and... And I and I've noticed that it, it's random on the show who gets rewarded for for owning up to their mistakes or who gets rewarded for showing that that they are fallible because um, I I think I didn't even think about that I I do feel as if it is a red flag when you're when everyone's telling you that this is terrible but then the person up there is unmovable in their stance. And I think Xavi yeah. has so much respect for the craft and also is is an outward thinking person. Like the whole time fitting in the workroom was just like it was apologizing to apologizing to his model and saying like this is this is a embarrassing to my craft and to my community of 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 makers. And I I you know, alongside Sergio, this is a breath of fresh air to have some type of humility and also some um, some level of deprecation. I think for Xavi that it was way too much. And I really, really like that Brandon came in at the end because he's like, I feel like I dis- disrespected you guys. And yeah. he had to say, like, no, you didn't. No, like this is just, you know, Brandon essentially putting it into perspective. Like this is just a bad day in the whole entire um the, the whole timeline of your career like this is you you if you had more time this would have been better but this doesn't yeah. define you and I'm a part of that community and I don't feel like I don't feel like you disrespected me and and I think there's something you know you know Shavi's got we've all got work 
to do on ourselves. <laughs> but yeah. but this made me feel very sad for him because I feel as if he's really trying to prove himself to other people besides himself and in, in a way like has a lot of these issues Delvin has this issue too with listening to what it is that you want listening to yourself and also trusting your own instincts because Fernando was like you got to listen to the fabric you made this fabric do something that it didn't want to do and I think Shavi knows that but for some reason under this type of pressure made decisions that really um, went against what he knows how to do and he externalizes a lot of this stuff. And I'm just like, listen, it's most, it, okay. Shavi, I'm talking to you. <laughs> like I talked to my, talk to my, uh, my computer on my TV. It's like, it's about you. Like it's you first. Like you don't have to prove to your family. And maybe I'm projecting because it's also a little bit of me. Like you don't have to prove to your family that your choice of being a designer is worthwhile or important or something to be proud of, you know? So that's what I was seeing a lot of it and it just made me so sad and also just sitting next to Sergio who is such an asshole and such a douche and you know like just such a delusional terrible person and then you have Shavi who knows that he did wrong and knows that he could do better ugh whatever makes me mad (laughs) so mad because we have Sergio next Oh, God. This bullshit elevator pitch. Like, fuck off, Sergio. I'm dropping F-bombs because that's how mad I am. Because <laughs> he's like, even though I'm an evening wear designer, my work is politically based. Because I'm like, you're shading evening wear designers in your first sentence of your mm-hmm. stupid, you know, <laughs> like, artist statement, whatever. And he's just like, all of my inspirations tells a story through a dress and I was like your artist statement makes no sense he says all of my inspirations tell a story through a dress what okay. what are your inspirations and also he's inspired by stories all right not unique I'm so I'm re I'm re um structuring his sentence to make sense where I'm thinking he's saying he's inspired by stories okay not not unique and then he explains the embroidery about the names of the six children who died in custody at the border. And then, you know, this is where I'm like, major manipulation. Nina's eyes get huge. Yeah. yeah. And then the only person who's on board and okay with this is Elaine. Well, she's like, yeah, yeah. Give me the story. Give it to me. I'm a journalist. Let's do this. And then he doesn't give her more. He's just like, you know what? <laughs> you know? Oh. And then he just kind of goes off the rails He's like, I'm pissed off about this. I just want to remember those six kids. And I have to say, I mean, it's just like, I want to tell their stories. I want to remember these kids. And it's just like, listen, uh, they're not. Okay. He He's possessing them in a weird way. He's possessing the story and the lives of these children and the lives that they've led. You know, he's hasn't done the research into who they actually were or where they were actually from. Um, and but I uh, OK, the 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 light at the end of the tunnel is at least he's admitting that these were important to him and using I instead of we and you as if we're all, uh, you know, collective and in his brain and as if he's doing this for us. But yeah. I think he really missed an opportunity to explain even further that the models helped him embroider those names 
and that he um, only had the time to do it because of their help. But he could have bullshat his way into saying like, I shared the message with the models, you know, like it's, you know, kind of just zhuzh it up a little bit, even though it's just pure shit. Like, you know, I share the story with them. And then this is how, you know, if you, if you, if you buy my dress on the flash sale, if you make me the winner, then we can spread the word and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he didn't even get that far. But, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, don't be sorry. It's, it's, it's maddening. Yeah, I mean, it clearly wasn't good enough for Elaine because I feel like he had her in this context of a of a, pol- a political atmosphere, and she put it very well. She's like, "Great, thanks for the context, but uh, your dress is cheap. Like, you know, it, you, it's hard to you, what you have done. You you set yourself up with a, a massive a massive narrative, a narrative that is." important to everyone and Lane says that she's like it's something that's dear to all of our hearts and at that time pretty sure it was at the (laughs) at the height of the border crisis of knowing that okay our government is is caging children and you it's not just like people are marching and it's only just a a, like a a street filled with a Sergio you know like you're not the only person who cares about this and I have to say that Nina was like, you know, very diplomatic about it in, in a wonderful way where she's like, before I destroy your dress, let me <laughs> unwind this complicated tale so I don't look callous on television because I think that's another thing that he put them in a really weird spot. And she's like, your dress is unfinished. It's nuts. It's it's just it's just bad. And anyway, you know. Yeah, and I liked yeah. how in the background, or at least backstage, or at least off-runway, Jeffrey's like about what Nina said. She summarized it. I love her. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, and they, yeah. Anyway, any, anything else to say about this awful dress? No, we yeah, said it all. all right. So let's go into Dai Young. And I just had to say, she, I think she was the only one who hit every portion of the brief that ended up in the top three. Um, yes. I think I think Chelsea, Chelsea also hit it there. Uh, you know they they loved it. They'll Balenciaga at tailgate. You know, and so it was like down to level. But she, but they asked Dayang all the questions that they asked everyone else, and she was able to explain everything. Like the, this is why I chose the color. This is why I chose the shape, and this is down to the stitching. I think it it just warmed my conceptual heart. <laughs> So that she had a reason for everything that that made sense and she could communicate that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well done. Well done. I'm I'm really rooting for Da Young. Yeah. Is she on your bracket? Yes, but yeah. you can root for her too. I welcome that. I'm gonna root for her, <laughs> but I have to remember that you stole her from me. <laughs> You well, didn't, you, you stole, didn't steal her from you stole me. someone from me too, so it's okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go on to who won because in this one I have the weird. You have to ask me twice. So you have to ask me who won and who lost. Okay, so. who won? Who won, Ernest? Chelsea. Yeah, Yay! first win. And you can buy that jacket for three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> That's it. TV.com. And I think wow. it's down from 600 or something. 
No, no, wow. maybe it was like four hundred or I think it was above four hundred. Now it's just just below three hundred. Were you expecting? What were you expecting it to be priced at? Like in the five hundred level. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder what percentage of that goes to the designer, if at all. You know what? <laughs> That's a good question. I really hope that most of it goes to them. So yeah. Okay, and then you have to ask me who goes home. Ernest, who goes home? Who do we lose? We don't. Who do we not cheer for anymore? I'm going to cheer for this person always. Oh, good. And it is Shavi. Oh, yeah. This was heartbreaking. I kind of thought Delvin should have gone. Ugh. I was hoping Sergio was going to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. But, it, but sir, after Sergio left the room it. and it's like the two of them, I'm mm-hmm. like, I because I don't think Shavi has been in the bottom before. He right? has. Oh, has Delvin been also? No, Delvin's always been safe. This was his oh, first time, okay. I think. Um, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I honestly thought that Christian was going to use his save for yeah. Shavi. That would have been smart. I think it would have been smart too. And like, even though he, because I think someone I don't remember who said it but someone else was like Delvin made the worst garment on the runway and I yeah. think you know the rules for Tim Gunn is if he disagrees with the judges I don't know what the rules are for Christian but Christian definitely could have been like that wasn't the worst one so I'm going to save you yeah and I, I because it really wasn't I, I don't think it was the worst one it was one of two very worst ones yes yes I think it could have been a tie Actually, one of three. Sergio should have really gone home. I think Sergio should have gone. Man, what what a clueless outfit. Well, here, here's the thing. This is what I don't understand. At least what Xavi made, even though they've seen it a thousand times, at least it can be perfected and worn. I cannot say that for Sergio's. No, no. I don't... I mean, that thing is just like one sorry napkin after another, and then with some stitching names on it. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like, oh... <laughs> God. Yeah. And I think it's just man, I I'm I'm I think it's really difficult to deal with Xavi because he hides behind legitimate issues. Yet his clothes have never really lived up to what those issues are. I don't think he's strong enough as someone who can follow follow a story through and actually do what he says, which is tell stories with his, his garments. He's not doing that. And so I wonder if there was an issue, if they had eliminated him, um, they, were, they would be eliminating the designer who was trying to speak to the death of children at the border. And it's like, you know, it might've been something that they weren't uh, comfortable with doing. I could see that as like a producer stepped in. Right. right. Or I could also see it as the, as a, as the judges being like, um, no maybe we'll just focus on something else and Sergio has won before so maybe we'll give him another chance because he had a win under his belt so, right but so okay. did Shabby so I don't know well, <sighs> I like Shabby a lot so yeah. I, I yeah. same so I think I think Shabby's on Nayland's bracket no Shabby's on my bracket oh on yours oh okay yeah that's why I asked you to ask me twice. Cause so, so I have a win. Chelsea's on my bracket. So yay for Chelsea. But then I have a loss at, on the, in the same episode. Oh my gosh. So I'm, okay. I'm sad now I'm for Shavi. 
And uh, so I've lost my first person. Um, I think I think that makes Nalen in the lead. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Nalen from uh, uh, Nalen lives another season. Oh, it's fine. You know what? It's fine. It's early. It's early. <laughs> I'm banking on Chelsea because um, I don't really have hope for Sergio. And, and I think his days are numbered now. All right. Anything else? Any last words, Patricia? No, no. I think we've we've covered a lot. All right. Well, then, would you like to share anything with the listeners? And then can you remind them how they can find you on the interwebs? Oh, yes. Well, the first thing I want... Well, the first thing I want to do before we close is thank you to the listener who wrote in and corrected, um, I think, two incorrect things that I said. So thank you for yeah. writing that in. And by the way, thank you, Hernes, for reading that in a timely way and oh. not waiting until the end of the season. Um so thank you, thank you, Ernest, for that, uh-huh. and thank you, um, listener, for writing in. And I hope you all continue to write in. Well, she um, also corrected me because I I agree because I totally forgot about Kentaro. So sorry. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was both of us. So, so please write to us. Yes, like yeah. Um, and if as far as like where I can be found, um, on Instagram and on Twitter with the same handle, which is sense and sight. That's like common sense and optical sight. So S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And uh, I might have, okay, when, so we have like five more weeks of the show. I think so, roughly. Five or six more weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's see where, okay. Well, I'm, I'm doing something in March in New York. So mark your calendars. Yeah. If you are in the New York area, I will give out the specifics closer to the date. Cool. Yes, please do. Yeah. Um, I might. I might. No, I think I will. Yeah. Yes. No I, no, I encourage you to do so. I know what you're talking about. And I am saying, yes, yes do it. <laughs> <laughs> when you have all the info. Yes. And I will put it in the show notes. Um, yes. And then as for me, you can find me at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, all over the interwebs. And um, just to talk about my heritage, my name is Acadian Cajun. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, you won't find another Ernest on the interwebs because um, they're much oh. older in the family and they don't have any uh, Twitter handles or an Instagram account. Anyway, so it's just me and then at ErnestDavis.com. And uh, again, I'm just going to shout out the Joan Mitchell Foundation and the Early Art Practitioners Program exhibition in the absence of that information is in the show notes. I want to shout out Nalen. Um, whose retrospective closes on the 26th of January in Los Angeles at the ICALA. And the gender discard party will be at Zebulon. I'm I'm just like giving all the details. I'll let Nalen do that on the next one. But I don't know if we'll have Nalen on the show before the actual um, after party. So that information is also in the show notes. And if anyone is in L.A., I encourage y'all to go see the show. It's it's, it's amazing. And I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm just saying it's amazing. I will be able to see it because I'm going out there soon. Um, and so I'll have like uh, firsthand knowledge, but I'm just assuming it's great because Nalan's great. All right. And I'm putting in a request for yes. you to make some Instagram stories of, of this party because you oh know gosh. I wish I could be there. <laughs> and by the way, do you know Alex? Well, we'll talk off mic about yeah, somebody yeah. else is going. We'll talk off mic. Okay. Okay. Great. Yes. Let's, 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 um, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and 
Last but not least, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to us. Y'all are great. All right. Yeah. All right, Patricia. I guess okay. until next time, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> Bye.